0: Do you feel it?
1: Frank Castle from Heist Click, and you're listening to me on the first 52.
2: is the truth, nothing more.
1: Happy New Year. How y'all doing out there? Hope you uh you all had a lovely New Year's. Everybody was safe. Made sure nothing bad happened to you. Uh, welcome to the first show of the first 52 for 2013. Man, lots of lots of things to talk about. Uh, we know that that, that uh, I know I say that every week. On lots of things to talk about. We got so much to talk about, and we do because uh, we're still fighting this battle. We haven't won it yet. They're still uh, they're still playing all their games. They're still doing all the the evil things that they like to do. So as long as they're doing that, we'll be here doing this, talking about what's out there and what's going on. Again, I want to welcome, welcome you to the first show, the first 52 of 2013. It's, uh, January 5th. And I'm coming straight to you from, uh, good old FEMA region four. <laughs> Where will we end up? Where will we end up? Now well, tonight, uh, we won't have the, the sulky smooth, uh, four-toed Jones, cause, uh, he's not on his, uh, his Skype today. So he'll be joining us for a little bit via phone. you there, 4 toad?
3: I am here, coming to you on, a uh, Copper Line Landline. I haven't been on one of these in years.
1: It's not rotary, is it?
3: No, but it's close to it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't used a house phone. Um, well, Lexi and I have been together five years and, uh, six years almost now. And, uh, we had one at our first house together. And I never have, I haven't had it since. It's just too damn expensive to even, uh, to even have it anymore.
3: Right. I mean, well, why do you need it? You, everybody's got cell phones. You know, nobody, nobody needs a landline.
1: Yeah. And, and if I'm not using my cell phone, I'm using my Skype. Right. Yeah. You know, so we don't even need it. Um, so how's your week, Ben? How was your New Year's?
3: My New Year's was uh, – I spent it in downtown Sarasota, and uh, they have this thing where they drop a the pineapple. I happened to be at a club that was right there at the pineapple. I must have seen 10,000 drunken idiots because I was a designated driver, so I was stone-cold sober
1: because
3: uh, oh. I wasn't taking a chance to drive. It's seven miles back to the house, and I was like, I'm, I'm not taking a chance. You know, Bad things can happen.
1: Right, right. No, that's a good choice.
3: Yeah, I was bored off my ass, but uh, you know, I made it <laughs> home, and it was safe, and the next morning I went up to go uh, dirt bike riding up in Croom, and uh, I was not hungover, and it was a great feeling.
1: <laughs> it was nice to get out there and actually have fun and not try, try to fight back a, a headache or a hangover, yeah? Um, exactly. It's been a long time. Well, actually, it hasn't been that bad for me. I've been doing much better. But yeah, it, you, you think back to your 20s when you'd go out partying every stinking night, you know, and you'd be up drinking all night long and then you'd get up and you get like three or four hours sleep and get up and go to work i used to work in the morning so we you know we got off at five we all went home got showered ate dinner and we met up at the cl- at the club and we went till two three in the morning so uh yeah. i could never do that anymore i stayed up last night working on the site and stuff <laughs> and i was up uh till like 230 and i haven't done that in god knows how long
3: <laughs> <laughs> well the friend my friend that's here from vermont um He's in party mode. We've gone out three times this week and, uh, we get home at like three o'clock and I wake up when the sun comes up. So I'm up at seven thirty in the morning. Right. And, uh, I don't like this lifestyle anymore.
0: <laughs>
1: no, it's, it's really not any fun anymore. I, I don't either. Um, it's been a long time. You know, Lexi and I will go out every once in a while. And when we do, we're lucky if we make it to midnight. You know, we'll leave right. the house at nine thirty, ten o'clock. And, you know, if we make it to midnight, we're lucky.
3: <laughs> the one thing I have to say about the last week is I've been, I have no computer. Well, I have a, a shitty computer that I picked up, uh, but that I'm not on. My mm-hmm. cell phone doesn't work. And I've been off grid for eight days now. And I, I gotta say, I, I almost like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I went on, when, uh, Lexi and I went on our honeymoon back in, uh, uh, what was that, June? I think we went on the honeymoon. Um, it, it was amazing being away from everything. I mean, I didn't watch TV. I didn't do anything but get up roll my ass to the pool and order a bucket of beer.
0: And that's what I did
1: for four or five days, you know? And it, it is, it's really, uh, it's really amazing to, uh, to, to be disconnected when you're so far into, um, all these things that we talk about all the time. Exactly.
3: Exactly. You know, like I, I, uh, I was in the gas station on, uh, New Year's Eve day, and I got at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, and I saw a newspaper that said, you know, that they, they came to a decision about the fiscal cliff, and I was like, of course they did. Mm-hmm. Of course they are going to do an 11th hour thing. You know?
1: Well, that's what they always like do.
3: that for a long time, and then I, <laughs> I think to was like, wow, I haven't had a thought like that in days. I was like, I got to stay away from all this shit. <laughs> it is,
1: it, it is, and I, I must agree with you. It's nice to get away, uh, from it and to, st- just step back, uh, for a couple minutes. But since, uh, Excuse me, since you uh brought it up, let me see if I can find it here quick enough to I keep that one up. Well, uh, I guess uh Rand Paul oh, I know that's on the website. I've been working on the website a lot, Dave, and uh you haven't been around. Um I got this the uh the little issue fixed with the uh <clears throat> with the uh iTunes. Uh-huh. And uh I've been doing a lot of articles, guys. If you're listening, I've been posting articles, I'm sharing articles from my other sites. Um, just trying to get it out there and I'm, I'm really staying busy with it. So check the site out. I've got, um, I'm posting four or five articles a day now. So, uh, it, it's really keeping and rolling good. But I wanted to, since you brought up the fiscal cliff, um, did you hear Rand Paul talking about this and talking about, uh, how they didn't even see the bill?
3: No, uh, of course, uh, that doesn't, uh, doesn't surprise me at all, but no, I did not hear. So, so what did he say? What, what are they saying that Congress didn't even read the bill yet?
1: Well, he's saying that, uh, I'm bringing it up right now. I, I, wasn't on that page. I wasn't going to talk about that till later, but you brought it up. Um, he said that, uh, he doesn't even know if it was printed at the time of, uh, of when they voted on it. He, he, he didn't see a bill. And, uh, wow. and this was right on, on Fox News. I got the video here. I'm just bringing it up. Um, so to, to, to think that, and it's like with the healthcare bill, which I want to get into that later on today, if we are tonight, if we have a chance. Um, this healthcare bill, they, they were told, you know, you have to pass it in order to read it. You know, do you remember right. that whole thing?
3: Oh, yeah. So um, Nancy Pelosi said that, I think. Yeah.
1: Lovely Na- Nancy Pelosi. Um, so to think that, uh, how many times does this happen? And then we wonder how things get through, how we get the funding for events like nine eleven or, uh, um, you know, something like that, uh, because they don't read these things. Here, I got the uh, video up here. Let me uh, bring her up here, and I'll let you hear what he had to say. It's only like 33 seconds. But this was on a, a Sean Hannity show.
4: The way I look at it, Sean, is that, you know, this whole debacle is just an argument for term limits as far as I'm concerned. You know, we had 10 years' notice on this fiscal deadline, 10 years. And you know when they decided to address it? Ten years, one hour, and 36 minutes is when they finally decide to come up with a bill. They bring the bill to the floor, which I never saw the bill. I'm not sure there was ever a bill printed, but I was told it was somewhere online at 1.36 a.m., and we voted at 1.39 a.m. This is no way to run a government.
1: Imagine that.
3: Does not surprise me at all. Doesn't surprise me at all. This is typical standard operating procedure, you know? Yep. They they make themselves look good um by saying, Oh, we we've, we've we've come to a bipartisan agreement. Meanwhile they haven't done shit and uh, before I came down here, um I heard I think it was uh Senate Majority Whip, uh what's his name? Boner? Boner. I like saying boner. <laughs> yeah,
0: boner boner uh, works for me. He
3: said he said something like, you know, this is not easy, it's gonna take some time. I was like, you, you know, well, said something about it being 20 years. If it was easy, we'd have done this 20 years ago. So, my response to the television that I yelled at, I was like, So, you mean it's taking you 20 fucking years to figure this out? Because you guys are useless.
1: Yeah, well, they are useless. And really, 20 years ago is when they enacted the plan to get us to where we're sitting today. So, they knew what they were doing for the past 20 years. Like, like, uh, Senator Paul said there, he, uh, um, they knew about this ten years ago. It's not like this is a surprise, and we, right. we deal with it every year. It's, they just call it. We talked about this. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. But they just call it something different every time. You know, it's yeah. it's the same thing every year. So uh, yeah, that was interesting.
3: All, all, all politicians seem to want to do is just kick the can down the road a little bit, let somebody else deal with it.
1: Well, that's all their job is to do. Yeah, that's what they're doing. I
3: don't, I don't See, I, this is why I don't like government because it's all they do. <laughs>
1: Yes, we know you don't like government, Dave. <laughs> it's all right, though. Um, I have
3: an agenda, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, we all have, we all have an agenda. Isn't that true? Um, I want to remind everybody, 10 o'clock, we have Jordan Page. He'll be joining us. Uh, we'll, get into his discussions of what he's doing. He's, he's running a campaign to, to raise some money. Um, so we're going to talk about that, some new music. And, uh, you know, I just like Jordan Page. He's a good guy all, all around. Um, so stick around for that at 10 o'clock. And Shifty will be joining us, uh, in a little bit. It looks like, wait, I just got a text from him. Good old shift hard there. I'm gonna lose my mind. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Anywho, um, so Dave, I got another one for you. You'll love this one. This, uh, this I posted on January 3rd and it's from, uh, Infowars. It's, uh, Texas man arrested for filming cop. Really? If, did you hear about this one yet? I did not. Okay. Let's hear it. A Texas man was arrested by a uh, Alice police officer recently for filming a traffic stop and providing commentary on the rights of the driver under the Fourth Amendment. The man, 25-year-old Gabriel Cabral- Cabrera, began filming the incident on a cell phone while standing on his property, while Cabrera explained, presumably in- intending to upload the video at a later time... Uh, that Americans should never concede their constitutional rights to police in such situations. The officers, co- o- the officers conducted the stop, approached him, and asked him for ID. Uh, Am I committing any crimes? Cabrera asked. I need to see your ID, sir, because if this ends up on YouTube or something like that, the officer later identified as Nicholas Jerza, Jerza, uh, uh said. Cabrera then told Jereza, I'm, I'm butchering his name, uh that he was only that he was on private property and he would not show any ID because he was not committing any crimes and now you're under arrest juarez uh, uh, immediately fired back attempting to cut off cabrera and then suggesting he could charge him with a resisting arrest if he did not comply hold
3: on, hold on a second before you go any further mm-hmm. i i'm going to i'm going to take a gamble and say that the charge is disorderly conduct I mean you can go on i just i just want to throw that out there
1: okay a cursory investigation into the incident by news channel KRIS-TV revealed that Jerroza omitted the YouTube reference, omitted the YouTube reference from his report on the incident. Assistant Police Chief Albert Martinez told the news station that he did not see anything wrong with his officer's action, actions and it, it, an internal police investigation is underway. Mr. Cabrera has been advised by his attorney not to comment on the in- incident at this time. Uh, there's a 15 minute video in this. It, it continues on though. Uh, the video is just right in the middle there. Uh, while Jerriza claims that the, claims in the video that failure to identify is an arrestable crime, the Texas Penal Code provides otherwise. Section three, 38-02, failure to identify. A person commits an offense if he intentionally refused to give his name, residence, address, or date of birth to a peace officer who has lawfully arrested the person and requested the information. Additionally, photographing and filming police at work is not a crime in America. Uh, as we have repeatedly highlighted these these rights are protected under the first amendment. Let's see here where did they charge him with? They just go into other cases here. I don't I'm not going to continue reading. It
3: sounds like they got him on uh, failure to uh, identify.
1: Yeah, that's well that's what they're trying to, but if you're on your own private property, you're not doing anything wrong, you don't have to identify yourself.
3: All right. See, so, you, so nothing nothing matters. They do what they want. Right. And, the, and with, with impunity. The guy, the cop that did it, that, that, uh, raped this man's, you know, uh, constitutionally protected rights, nothing's gonna happen to him. Your tax dollars will still pay for it.
1: Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's a sad condition that we live in with, with things like that. Uh, I made a comment, I, I don't think it was you, or maybe it was you, uh, about, um, why we need good cops now. And I wish I could remember the article. It's not one of the ones I pulled up. Um, well,
3: yeah, I think it was me that I said there are no good cops.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, as we're talking about the Fourth Amendment and the Fifth Amendment and law enforcement, uh, I posted an article today, actually. Uh, Florida Highway Patrol conducting driver's license vehicle inspection checkpoints in January. Did you hear of this yet, sir? This Not is in only did town. I see
3: that, it's, uh, I, I read the article to see where it, it's close by where I live.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's your whole area up there. Uh, I know Rob Revere commented that he knows a lot of these roads and most of them are back backwoods uh back roads.
3: Yep, they're not main they're not main areas. Like uh, Hanley Road and uh right off of Hillsborough Avenue um is not a main road.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> so I don't know the area up there, so I, I can't comment to it. Um but ba- basically what they're saying here uh is Defective vehicle equipment poses de- uh, dangers to the public, and that's why the Florida Highway Patrol plans to conduct random driver's license and vehicle inspection checkpoints on dozens of Tampa Bay area roads in January. First problem I have with this, uh, other than it's a random driver's license check, we don't have a state vehicle inspection here in the state of Florida, as you do in New Jersey, where I grew up, or uh, many other states. New York as well. in New York, you have to have your vehicle inspected. So now we're doing vehicle inspection checkpoints in a state that you don't even have to have your vehicle inspected. And there are no laws saying that, I mean, obviously, if your car is missing a tire, um, I, am sure there are laws stating for severe, um, problems with a vehicle. Um, right. obvious so signs. It's going to
3: be drivable. They yeah. It's going to operate in a safe manner. See, the thing is, is that this is all going to be subjective. The p- people are going to, they're going to bust you on shit that, you know, oh, you have a cracked taillight. Meanwhile, there's no, Law that says you can't drive with a cracked taillight.
1: Well, and remember, all they're trying to do here is fill the prisons. They're, they're trying to get people with a little bit of weed, or uh, I'm sh- I'm sure they're trying to get pill heads. Which I, you know, if anything, I'm I'm all for you know chasing down the pharmaceuticals that are being dealt out illegally. Um, I have no problem with that at all. To, to, uh, I think you probably agree with me on that one. Or I like to I do not. you to
3: I believe that people should be able to do whatever the hell they want to. I don't care if it's pharmaceutical or uh, natural. Do what you want.
1: I mean, I, alcohol
3: I, is not natural.
1: Well, but there are laws, and, and you have to have a prescription. And when it's being abused, in remember, this is a controlled substance we're talking about that should be controlled. Whereas marijuana, I,
3: I do not believe in that. As a libertarian, you should not believe in that.
1: Uh, well, there's certain things. I, I i'm a i'm a if right leaning a i'm a right leaning libertarian. Doesn't mean I'm not a libertarian. It just means I don't.
3: You're you're a left leaning conservative.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I, I, I would never put me left leaning anywhere, please. Um, that that's definitely far, far, far from being a, a factuality. Fact is that a word factuality?
3: Probably not, but you know, what's the
0: difference?
1: I like to make up my own words all the time. And Dave, also on uh, on Raz Radio Live, I've got a nice article up by uh, Popeye, and uh, it talks about uh chemtrail and geoengineering programs discussed on the Discovery Channel. So maybe you should uh, check that one out. It's about fourteen minutes long. Just. <sighs>
3: Not again! What? What is this? Twenty-four minutes in?
1: Yep. You know it's all game, dude.
3: <laughs> um, I don't think we've done, ever done a show without mentioning it once.
1: No, no, you got thats you know—you have to mention chemtrails and geoengineering. I know you believe in geoengineering, you just don't believe in chemtrails. Uh, right, you know, right, so right. when we talk geoengineering, at least I know you know you get that one. So
3: yeah, I know that they've been seeding clouds for you know half a century.
1: Half a century. <clears throat> longer like than that, even. For anybody that's drunk out there. <laughs> yeah, even actually longer than that, because um, you know they really started experimenting with it in the in the late forties or late early fifties. So you know we're we're closer to sixty years of of them doing it. Um So it's a it's it's a dangerous thing, and I don't want to get off on the, the the geoengineering tangent, but you know it is a very dangerous thing to be going on, and uh to think that you, know, you see this this flu going like it is. Um, there's a lot of articles out there talking about how this is the earliest and strongest it's been in years. Uh, and then you have to question these things we talk about with, the, with the chemtrailing and, and why, uh, why is it so early? Why is it so strong? Dude, I have not been as sick as I was in 15 years. I mean, literally, I don't ever call out of work. I didn't go to work for seven days and that's not me. I, I mean, I just couldn't move. This thing was horrible. I mean, to put, Dude, it, you got, you
3: caught it from somebody
1: else. It, it put James got, in the hospital.
3: You got some Mary Studios over there. Yeah,
1: I know, right? <laughs> it put James in the hospital. Did you know that?
3: Yeah, I just heard that because I was listening uh, to the to the DC replay today, and I heard he's in the hospital. And he, you know, he's not a, the type of guy that really responds well to to sicknesses.
1: Well, know? no, he's got diabetes. Many issues. Yeah, he's got diabetes. He almost had to go into dialysis because what happened is he got so dehydrated his kidneys started shutting down. Um, so they had to get him in and, and get his kidneys flowing properly again. Um, is he out? Uh, he was supposed to get out either today or tomorrow. Um, cause he's got, he, he wants to get, he's supposed to do, uh, um, blind James and Buds on Radio IO on Monday. Um, mm-hmm. so he, he wants to get up and, and run in for that. So he's really pushing to get out of the hospital today or tomorrow. Uh, James, okay. if you're listening to it, I hope you're out. So, uh, so you can do your thing. And then he'll be back next week with can of fortification. Um, that's been missing for the past couple of weeks with the, the flu and the, the party and everything. Right. Um, so, and of course week in review wasn't on last week cause he caught a little bit of this, this bug going around. Uh, so they'll Not be sure. back. Yeah. They'll be back uh, tomorrow. Also Sunday, 7 PM. Um, Kevin Harris, and, I had,
3: you know something I, when I went to my mother's house for Christmas, uh, I was only there for, I was, left, I was there for less than 24 hours cause my mother was getting sick. I called her like the next day. Or something like that. And I couldn't, I I couldn't recognize it because she was like death. I wouldn't say deathly ill, but her throat was all screwed up.
1: Oh, she got this Um, thing too. My
3: friend here is, is fighting off a cold. His daughter's got a cold. His ex-wife who's here also has got a cold. I have not gotten sick yet, but I, I I feel it's, it's coming.
1: Get on the vitamin C now, man. Start, start, start taking that colloidal silver and, and start popping like 2000 milligrams a day of vitamin C.
3: That's what I've been doing. Actually, I just drank a glass of orange just before I got
1: on the radio with you. There you go. Yeah, you get to keep that up. And uh, zinc helps, but I can't. I got to be careful with zinc um, because when I take it, if I take it on an empty stomach or like not enough food in my stomach, it'll make me sick. It's really mm-hmm. weird. Um, the metal, the, the, the I guess the metal of it gets just makes me sick. But right. zinc's a good one if you can take it to, to take. I usually take a half of one early, and then the other half later in the day, um, right after I eat. But that'll help you fight it off too so uh I think they have a nasal spray now a zinc nasal spray <clears throat> so just I'm a little sure
3: that you know the fact that I really haven't been drinking a lot and uh, we've been eating incredibly healthy Today was the first day I had carbs in like eight days um, so I have a feeling that that's helping me keep my immune system going
1: yeah that'll oh that'll by far help you know i mean i if you think about it right before I got sick, you know it was the, I was at the Christmas party I, I really didn't eat much. The day of the Christmas party, I drank heavily and, uh you know, <laughs> allegedly other things. And, right. uh, you know, it, it was just a big, long party. And uh, that was a night I actually stayed. Yeah, that was probably the last time I stayed up late. And that I think we only made it to like 1 o'clock that night, maybe 1.30. Um, so it's not even like I stayed up late. And then I got up early, like I always do, because I'm like you. I The sun comes up, my body's ready to go. I'm usually right. up. Even days I want to sleep in, I'm up at 6.30, you know. So, uh, and I just had a very weak immune system. I wasn't taking care of myself. You know, I got up, started drinking early the next day and went over and did the show with Shannon coughing across the, the, uh, the round table there at me at the studio. So uh, it wasn't a very healthy environment I was in that week. <laughs> so that didn't help much. And uh yeah, that, that you noticed the, uh the sick show went in the memory hole. So uh, I didn't post that one. So if you got right. to hear it, you got to hear it. But I was horrible that night, man. I couldn't believe I even even did that. So I, t- I apologized last week, so I'm not going to apologize again. Another article I'm looking at here, and I'm sure you'll love this one, Dave. You love them all, though. Uh, t- <laughs> TSA denies using drones at Vikings Packers game. And uh, in the article, there's a picture uh, that a doctor, I believe he was. Let me see here. Uh, as we reported earlier, Anthony... Uh, attorney, I'm sorry, attorney Nathan M. Hansen took a photograph of a spy drone and then posted it on his Twitter feed following the game. And it's one of the um, four propellered police spy drones right, that we've right. been seeing the pictures of. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's flying right above the stadium. Uh it says here after after a drone was spotted at the Vikings game at the Vikings game, rumors have been flying around that it was a TSA drone. I just want to take this quick opportunity to say that TSA does not use drones. I have been accused of, of droning on and on before, uh, but this is a dr- we were drone free, and this is the, the TSA blogger talking about that.
3: I could I could buy that um, only because those things are like four or five hundred dollars now, and they're remote control, and it, it, um, you you mount the camera on that and get a nice aerial shot of uh, of the game. So I that I can kind of buy that
1: that it wasn't the TSA. Or, or or DHS, DHS. Yeah.
3: or even governmental. You know, you know I me. Mean? I don't like it. I, I, I'm ready to, to, to pin anything on the government, but I could I could buy that story that you know some you know sports magazine had it or some shit like that, or even just somebody that lives locally. You know.
1: Okay. Well, now I, I don't know if you're aware of this, and, and part of the reason why I don't watch the NFL anymore or really get into football anymore uh, is because two years ago they started uh, they announced that they were going to start a TSA style pat down. I know some of right. the stadiums didn't go through with it. Uh, most did. Uh, and Mark Dice at the time had started to boycott the NFL, and I went with him on that. And I I miss it. Don't get me wrong. I do miss, although this year I, I probably would have broke my TV because I'm an Eagles fan. So probably a good thing <laughs> I was boycotting it this year also uh but that's part of why I did um you know last year the NFL announced that it would phase in a TSA style pat downs of the fans entering the stadium the department of homeland security has also worked closely with the NFL on numerous occasions uh with the see, see something say something program so the problem is with i can get what you're saying with that maybe it was um you know a, a big fan that that had a drone that he put together or maybe uh maybe it was the local newspaper or a tv station uh, that, that didn't have a contract and trying to get some shots. Or maybe it was a DHS or TSA drone monitoring the crowd.
3: Yeah. And at this point, uh, like I'm kind of backing off on the whole surveillance thing. Like, you Because know, the, the, the cameras that are still in Tampa, due to the RNC, um, you Which, know, they figured out a way that they're going to still use them.
1: Well, we And we um, said that, too. If you recall, you go back to the shows of the RNC, uh, back when we were on uh, KOA, and you'll see that we said that exact thing—that they weren't going to go away when the uh, when it when it ended. We right. said they were going to find a way to keep them.
3: But see, you have to be consistent, right? So one of one of my things is photography is not a crime, right? I like the guy, uh, what's his name, Carlos Miller. He's actually down in Miami, and you know, he's got this website: Photography is not a crime. And, uh, I'm all about that, you know, and, and the first thing I say when, when, when I, when somebody says they're gonna do something, I like, get it on video. So now, if I'm advocating videoing in public, I shouldn't also be saying, well, you can't videotape me in public. See, so you have to give freedom to get freedom. So now, like, now I have this different stance on, on the, on the cameras. And if I'm in a public forum, and there's a helicopter or, you know, a drone flying over, uh,
0: you have I, to
1: accept I want it. to be
3: able to take a picture of it as it's taking a picture of me.
1: Right. So and you, th- that's a good way to approach it and and I don't think uh you know the, the cameras are here and they're not going to go away. We know that already. I uh, I think right. we can admit that and and agree that that's really what we got to deal with. Um right. so what you're saying makes, you know, complete sense as long as these cameras aren't um peering in windows, um things like that. I do I do have a problem with Long distance listening devices, or high powered microphones, and things that can pick up, you know, every little conversation. But I guess uh, it goes along with if you're in a public street having a conversation, you're you have to deal with it being heard.
3: Right. See, the the delineation that I'm making, that I've been making over the last year, is the difference between public property and private property, and, and your rights in each place. Now, private property, you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want to do, whenever you want to do. Right. And, and without the, the uh, prying eye, you know, like a, a drone over my, you know, if I had a hundred acres worth of land and it was a drone flying over it, you damn, Skippy, I'm going to shoot it out of the sky.
1: Right. You know? Well, then that should be allowed, I would have to say. Um, right. You know, so or my
3: property, to, you know, looking into my stuff without a warrant or as far as I know, without a warrant.
1: And, uh, well, a warrant has to be presented to you before they can look. So, uh, either way, they're 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 not following the rules of uh, of what they're supposed to be following. <clears throat> yeah. I've been getting into uh, into uh, having fun with some change to channel. Do you ever watch his videos? Man,
3: what did you say? And I like that guy. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I got a nice one. Uh, this one's uh, "Ban the Gun." It's basically uh, it's a it's a long one. It's about five minutes. It's a nice little rant. So uh, I want to let him uh, him ran on for a second here and uh, give everybody a good laugh. So uh, we're going to run, uh, run some change of channel.
5: Ban the guns, ban the guns. Come on, man. And not only that, these anti-gun nuts have kicked up the release of names of people who in locations who have guns on an interactive map. What, like a pedophile list? Come on, man. Y'all people didn't lost y'all's mind. Yeah. If this is the case, and it is information available under the Freedom of Information, then I like the concept of a picture I found on InfoWars. Fair food Editing scenes on movies, canceling TV programs, banning toy guns, video games. UN wanted a list of American gun owners. Looks like all they'll have to do is go on in and then check it out. People calling for an all-out repeal of the Second Amendment. Go ahead, see what happens. How did that prohibition turn out for you? How's the war on drugs going? No matter what you do to these inanimate objects, you are never, ever, ever going to get rid of them. In fact, all it will do is increase the violence. And don't hand me any of that, Pierce, the dung pile. More.
1: Ah, come on. Got to love when things freeze up. Now, I got to start, uh, I gotta start uh, downloading my audio. I just don't have the storage space. Oh, here we go. <laughs>
5: The U.K. and how much it is the promised land to prove that taking away guns did something because the U.K. is one of the most violent crime areas per capita in the world. And how many people in the U.K. versus the U.S.? How many gun owners were in the U.K.? How many gun owners in the U.S.? Well, I'm glad you asked. In 2011, the U.S. had at least 43 to 55 million households possessing a firearm. That's the largest standing army in the world. That's a lot. The cold, hard fact is that they're not going away. Ever. The only thing it would do is add over 200,000 rapes a year, 2.5 million crimes a year, or 6,850 a day. And how many shootouts will ensue when they try and take them forcefully? How many people will go to jail because they just didn't want to turn theirs in? How many criminal enterprises will grow from the illegal gun market? Prohibition or the drug war? Ring anybody else, people? Leave us responsible gun owners alone. I'm sick and tired of people acting like I'm the orange-haired guy who shot up a movie theater just because I'm a gun owner. Come on, man. It's like when the rest of the world says, are you Americanos this and that. Like, hundreds of millions of people all fall into that category. It's lame. And it's a stupid closed-minded view of the world around you. And speaking of stupid, Michael Moore asks, why on earth would we need 300 million guns in our home? And he answers himself, it's because too many white people are afraid of black people. What? Really? So we went from crazy, pharmaceutically induced brain trouble people shooting up and movie theaters to just plain old white people being scared of black people. Really? Can you see how they twist everything to reach the most absurd conclusion? For you! How did this Einstein reach this conclusion? Mm -hmm. They always try and race bait every issue. Divide and come. Separate us into black or white, Republican, Democrat, rich, poor Ford, Chevy, my team, your team, all the while their team can continue to be unimpeded. Everyone else is just too busy fighting each other over the things that they tell us to fight each other over. Uh, all in the quest for their vanity. Provide the and come is alive and well. And so is the fiscal cliff. Huh. And then what? More yammering while $600 billion in tax increases take hold? Yeah. More yammering, you mean, while we foot the bill? Yeah. Again? Yeah. Well, it's Obama's fault. No, it's the Republicans' fault. Blah, 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 blah. If it happens, we've already been desensitized to the whole thing for months. Most people won't even notice. Who cares? Put it on my children's tab. They keep spending up our money, borrowing money, writing rubber checks all day long, signing our name, i to them. Taking every bit of rights, we've been guaranteed away. Feeding us all this crap that can kill us. Name one time you watch TV that there wasn't a commercial on that used 75% of the ad time telling you all the adverse side effects to their product, but it was approved by the FDA. How many commercials do you see that tells you if you ever tried this pharmaceutical or that pharmaceutical and you've experienced this whole list of side effects? Please contact the law officers of Freaking Frack. FDA approved. And- And I'm telling you, if I was standing in a ray of sunshine and these fools told me that the sun was out, man, i doubt it. Why? Because they lie. Why? Because they lie. Why? Because they lie. Their resume speaks very clearly on the issue. Why? Because they lie. Why? (inflammatory) Because they lie. Why? Because they lie. Lie after lie after lie after lie throughout history presented to you in your very own living room. But somehow the brain did negate this from their consciousness. ( truths) (laughs) <laughs> I can't
6: get that. <laughs> can get
5: that. Okay. Anyway. We have got to stop letting these turds who do us harm direct our consciousness towards the land of foolery so that they can continue tomorrow slicing and in the world around us for their nasty, nasty greed. Provide and come, Something to think about. I'm changed the Channel and I'm out.
1: I love Change the Channel. He lets it out there great. and He hits a lot of topics real quick and uh, just hilariously. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, I find him, like the first time I saw him, you know, you see the visual of him is just a long, you think he's
3: a long-haired redneck. It, it, it turns out he really is. But <laughs> he, he speaks well, he, uh, he, I, you know, cause he does this all himself, and he, the, the video editing is good, uh, and I've, I've even actually seen a, um, uh, he did like some, he has a cabin in the woods that he's, that he's completely off-grid. It was like a, I don't know, a 30-minute YouTube thing that I was able to watch. Right. I and mean, he didn't do any of the political stuff. And he was just talking about it, and he's he's an educated man. Well,
1: you know, from, I like the guy. From what I understand with him is he started out as a caller to Alex Jones, and uh, he, he started developing that channel. And he actually works alongside with Alex Jones now a lot. Um, so that's that's the that's how I found him. And uh, I
3: can't trust Alex Jones anymore.
1: I, I know I'm with I, I I listen to him every day still because he's got a lot of good information. As long as you research it all yourself, uh, like I said before, he's a He's a he's a conspiracy shock jock, and and he's doing his job. Um, well, it's not it's not even that you know.
3: There's there's some weird things with the Stratford emails or Stratford emails, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And you know the fact I, I think legend said it, that you know he wasn't he didn't promote uh, or he didn't go after Bilderberg this year, and he, like totally glossed over it. And I'm like, well, that's a significant thing. No, he at, No, he was at Bilderberg this year. Okay, I, I don't remember exactly what it was. i thought i thought that's what ledge said but uh whatever and again i wasn't ever a really big fan of him right but i'm starting to think that i'm becoming a little bit more paranoid about everything and i, I really got to chill the fuck out
0: <laughs> well
1: and that's the biggest thing like i said i mean i listen to him every day but I, I i take him with a grain of salt i get i i used to worship him and now i i don't not listen to him and i don't not trust him but I get annoyed with them now because you can tell the shock jock of it now. After you really are awake, and I see what right. I, I saw a lot of people saying before. You know, you you'd, you'd hear people make the comments about the the this extremism and all this, and and but when you when you're die hard into them, you know, it's you, you don't want to hear it. And but after you really get a grip on what's going on and start doing your own radio show and getting involved with other radio shows, you you realize that that's not 100 percent the way to do it. Even though it's good for him, and he, and he, you know, he is a contributor to ninety percent of the people that are awake um, nowadays. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: I, you know, I, and again, I can't take it away from him, but you know, that guy turned me on to fluoride.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah, he's done good. He's, you know, there's been good things that that that's come out of him. So I just, I hate to see the, you know, the Stratford email thing. How do we know that's not just? the government setting him up, you know, it's, you don't know what to believe. You don't know what to trust. Like you said, we're, we're all just a little more paranoid now. Right. Right. So, uh, it's just a matter of, uh, doing your own research and really not just jumping, you know, like this, this past week we had the photo going around of the, uh, of the, uh, the, 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 the actors, the, the crisis actors. (laughs) That Um, is so ridiculous. Well, not that I don't believe that there aren't such a thing. Um, and a lot it's of us so e-
3: it's so easily that apple cart could be over tipped over so easily by saying hey i know those people live down the block from me you know what are they doing in connecticut
1: right well I, I, and like you said with that even um you know frank uh frank castle's wife uh michelle she uh she uh knew people who lost kids there so that helped mm. that helped really you know separate out that uh that that's what was going on so right
3: yeah actually uh, my friend's parents uh, who are here now but they were actually they live in New Milford Connecticut which is I don't know 10 miles away from uh, from there and they were there at the time and you know I was talking to them about it earlier and uh, you know it was was quite a bit it's it's their 9-11 you know
1: yeah Uh, I don't know
3: I got into a, 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 a conversation with my friend's mother about you know, guns, and because uh, my son owns an AK and, a, and an AR, and right. she's like, "What does he need that for?" I was like, "What do you need golf clubs for?"
0: <laughs> you
3: know, and, and and you got to see that the fucking condo that they got—we're in Long Longboat, Longboat's you know pretty muckety mucky,
1: and uh, yeah, I've been down there. That's where we had our party for my work
3: they she, she, the, the the building they live you know the beachside condo um they have a private elevator uh and mm-hmm. they have 1500 square feet of deck space 1500 <laughs> square ceilings and, and and I almost wanted to say what do you need this for <laughs> but I'm not I'm not going to say cuz you know here I'm sitting in a fucking house on a canal across the street for
1: nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you really can't complain. Somebody uh you know, who has their Obama phone and and all the special things you get and you're 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 staying in probably one of the most affluent areas in uh in the two hundred mile area that we live in here. It,
3: yeah. <laughs> I ain't so I ain't talking shit to anybody. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Guess who happens to be with us? I'm staring at his forehead right now.
0: You're Let me wh- guess.
6: Just <laughs> staring Shif-
1: at my forehead. Shifty. Yeah, shifty. Yeah, I'm staring at your forehead. Which yes, it, it is me. Which is probably better that I'm staring at your forehead and you look like uh, uh, the neighbor from, uh, from uh, what the hell is that Home Improvement. Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. You look like Wilson from Home Improvement right now, but that's all right because I know you don't have a shirt on, so I'm, I'm better off with that view.
4: That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, if you drove 240 miles in the last eight hours, you probably wouldn't want to wear a shirt either.
1: Yeah, I you know what? I didn't even wish uh, congratulations to Shannon Burke and, and Rizzo. Uh, I noticed Yeah, they, they, uh, they got married today. We shifty went up and you streamed, uh, their, their wedding and, uh, we broadcasted it here on Raz Radio. Um, so, uh, it was a nice little event. Shannon looked like he, uh, was having a good old time and, uh, Rick J had a hot girl with him.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah, who, uh, yeah, we're going to. I think there's going to be some discussion about that, but I'll tell you what, uh, Rizzo was a very beautiful bride, uh, and I guess we can't call her Rizzo anymore. I guess we have to call her Burke now.
1: Yeah, you know? they were talking about that on the show the other day. I don't know what they're going to go with. I mean, that is her nickname, Rizzo, so, uh, you know, kind of can stick.
4: I think maybe we could call her Burka
1: perka i don't know i don't think she'd like that at all i don't think she'd go for that one at all and i'm I'm gonna take that clip and i'm sending it straight to shannon
4: <laughs> well you know, and and the uh we, we had a we had a great time and uh you know shannon uh is probably the only guy that i know that can rock a uh a, a kilt and uh in all sincerity i i really really do wish the best for both of them they both seem to be very very happy um uh, I'm sure everybody always seems very, very happy on their wedding day, but more so than others. I know. I've
1: uh, seen some wedding. I know, I've seen some, some, uh, you wouldn't believe it videos, you know, where, uh, the, the wedding, uh, really didn't go as planned and, you know, people yeah. got killed and, you know, all kinds of crazy shit. That happened in Philly, what, six months ago?
4: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I have a, I have a good feeling though about this. I think they're going to be great. And, uh, you know, I'm not just kissing ass. I really do. I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I think that. Shannon probably, my guess, wouldn't have gotten married again if it wasn't the right woman. And I mean, look, she's she's a in Hamburger Hill's words, she's a six foot tall model. Where could he have gone wrong?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. No, Riz is a really nice lady. Um, Sweet as pie. Yeah, she is. So uh still holding my tongue, man. <laughs> what's this, uh, Shifty? What's this text you sent me about this bill is killing you? I guess you were listening, and uh, we were talking about some stuff.
4: I have been furiously. Furiously taking notes. Oh, by the way, Buzzard, yeah, you may have driven twelve hundred f- or 750 miles today, but it's the only thing you did today, okay? <laughs> so. Don't th- sh- not only that, it's his job. Yeah, don't shit on me, buddy. Because <laughs> yeah. You drove 750 miles today, stopped three times, ate, twittered all day, fucked around and talked to people that you love every day. And now, don't get me wrong, I love you, but come on. Cut me a fucking break. Love I, and- you
1: to and Frank Castle uh, tweet, uh, tweeted out to me here that it's uh, better than staring at your junk. So, yes, I agree, Frank. I like his forehead much better. Would uh, you like to see my dick? No, that's okay. Let's move along. So so, what's your thoughts on the bill? you got uh, about eight minutes.
4: Well, actually, I was furiously writing notes on my windshield with a dry erase marker <laughs> going down the road. Um, let me see if I can get them all out real quick in eight minutes. Number one, uh, four-toed. Mm-hmm. You've been seven miles away from me for a week. Go fuck yourself. Uh number two, uh the bill I uh, by the way, I'm just kidding, but you really should call me, you fucker. Uh I would if
3: I had if I had uh, the opportunity. I've been going out or I've been I've been up in Brooksville and tonight, you know, I'm home because my friend's got my truck, he's out on the fucking beat.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You hear that New York accent coming out as he tries to get defensive?
1: Yeah, I heard I heard it exactly.
4: I was out with the truck in the fucking beat, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> fucking
3: Frank Castle will appreciate that. Yeah, he will.
4: What's wrong with you? Anyway, um I I love Frank Castle, I'm just kidding. Uh, Frank, don't beat me up, you're a lot bigger than me. Um anyway <laughs> the bill. The bill. Let's get to the bill. The bill is a big, big, big problem for me because he came out. All over the media and said, we're not going to raise taxes on the middle class. We're not going to increase the revenue of this country. We're just going to try to, you know, push everything together. And it's only going to be the top two percent, even the news, even the the headlines, top two percent until somebody finally read the fucking bill. Once somebody finally read the bill, they found out all of us are getting taxed. Now, listen, I'm OK with that. I think we all need to be taxed for hold on. Uh I I can hear your mind starting to wind up. But the thing is, I don't mind that. I mind it because I was told they weren't going to do it. You know, it, it's 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 like it it it's it's like uh So you,
7: you
3: like to just be told you're getting fucked.
1: Well yeah. You know it, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's kinda of not- like a at least use some KY or something, you know?
4: Can't
3: you just can't be nice go, about it? They
1: always go and try, man. They always going and try.
4: It's kind of like a girl's going to lick your asshole, right? You want her to give you like a little update. Like, hey, I just want to let you know, you know, I'm licking your balls. I think we're going to get your butthole soon. You know, <laughs> Here I, comes the pinky. Watch out. Right.
3: I don't know
1: about you, but
4: when that happens to me, I like the surprise. <laughs> Rock the pinky, but
1: tell me about it. Yeah. You
4: know, I'm not big on the surprise.
1: <laughs> So. Well, and that's the thing and and like uh, I don't did you hear the video clip of uh, Rand Paul earlier? Shifty. Uh,
4: yes, I did. Okay. I did.
1: So if that is a factual statement that he's making, um there's no they 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 didn't read even read the bill. They didn't even get a chance to read it. So now hold never on.
3: They read the bill. The, the bills are crafted by uh the lobbyists. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's it a backroom deal. Right. And then, you know, most of the people are too, most of the police are too fucking
1: stupid to read these bills. No, they're they just there no to make money. Going on. They're just there to make their money while they're there. Listen, hold on, you two, Chris, or Shifty and, uh, and Fortold, hold on. I got a caller on here, 928. I'm thinking it might be somebody I know.
8: Hey, everybody, what's going on?
1: Hey, ah. what's up, Kev? How you doing, brother?
8: I, I don't, did you guys cover the Illinois house bill that tried covering the shutguns down up there?
1: No, I didn't get, we didn't get to that one yet. Uh, go ahead and run with it.
8: Good. <laughs> I was checking because uh, that really pissed me off because I'm probably one of the and I know a lot of time, but they tried taking all the guns away from everybody and at least registering them from what I could read. I didn't get that deep into it. But.
1: Right. Yeah, they, well, they were going to register them, but they were going to do a, a forced confiscation if they didn't feel they wanted to uh, allot um, you to keep that weapon. That, that was part yeah, of it. That's like also it. part of the Feinstein bill. The Feinstein. Watch what that bitch yeah, is yeah, doing.
3: Doesn't Feinstein have her own concealed weapon?
1: Uh, yeah, of course she does. She talks about it in a clip from the 80s, uh, where somebody tried to assault her husband, or tried to assault her while she was on her way to uh, visit her husband in the hospital. And uh, um, that's when she decided to get a weapon. Um and and to top it off, all these people going for gun control, and this is a big argument you're seeing out there. Um, most of them hire their own armed guards to protect them, or they're they've got armed guards issued to them by the U.S. government. So you know, keep in mind that that these people are protected; they just don't want us protected.
3: That's exactly right. They don't want us to. They want it. They don't want us to have it.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Go ahead, Captain.
3: I, I heard I heard a little bit about the president talking about. Uh, these, uh, gun show loopholes. And I'm like, these guns that were used in these last spate of, of shootings over the last six, eight months were all legally purchased firearms, aside from the, the Connecticut one where the guy stole it from his mother. But, you know, they're, they're addressing shit that is not the problem. That's typical fucking government.
1: Well, and I don't understand the gun show loophole anyway, um, unless they're talking about the private sale, which is, is, a, um, sometimes done at gun shows. I
3: could explain it in detail.
1: Well, I, but, well, then give it to me because I don't, I, I don't see because I've gone first. to, I've gone to gun shows. I purchased a gun at a gun show. I purchased a handgun at a gun show. I had to wait three days, have the gun delivered from the people I purchased it to to the closest gun shop to me, and that's where I had right. to go pick it up.
3: The gun that's, that's here. That's here in Florida. All right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In
3: New York, and I told the story before where I used to, I had two 380s. That I got from a guy in Brooklyn because they wouldn't. I, I was denied a target permit. So I was like, "Fuck this," and I called a friend in Brooklyn and I got you two. Got it from a, from a guy. From a guy. Yeah, we got those, those serial numbers. Now, the problem for me and getting those guns was ammo, and I couldn't go to a regular store to get ammo because you had to show proof of. You had to show a license. Where did I get my gun? Where did I get my ammo? Gun shows.
1: Oh, okay. So up up there you can cool. buy ammo without licensing. Exactly. Okay. Go ahead, Kevin. You know, I know you've been trying to jump where in I'm,
8: there. Well, where, where I'm from, I'm from Illinois, and they had the Floyd card, firearm, firearm owner identification card, and you registered it, it was all good. Down here in Arizona, you need a driver's license, you can conceal and carry. And I like to see them try to take any guns from these fucking hillbillies down here in the sand, okay? I mean... <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: okay, and you can have,
8: Hey,
3: uh, Kevin... Um, since you, yeah. you don't have, they don't actually have a concealed weapons permit. You know what happened up in, the, what is it, uh, northern New York or New York when they, uh, the, uh a newspaper, uh, published the names and addresses of uh, concealed weapons permit right. holders? That wouldn't happen in your state because you don't have to register, right?
8: No, you don't have to register. Well, the guns have to be registered. You don't have to be licensed to carry the gun. They know you have it, but I have one. Two, three, four guns, and I'm registered in one. That is, when they come to get them, I give them the one. They go bye-bye. I still have my guns.
3: <laughs> you know. It's... All right. So, so you, so you, you actually have public information, you know, down at the the government that you own, you know, legally own firearms. Whereas, like Vermont, uh, they don't know. Like that that Freedom of Information Act uh, request would not <laughs> bear fruit in Vermont. It only did it in New York because you have to register for shit like that.
8: I don't know the the registration as far as public information on firearms. I, I know that Arizona is a real big state about carrying. They passed it July 2010 down here, where concealed carry does not require a permit because it's a God-given constitutional right to carry a fucking gun.
1: Well, yeah, don't don't disagree with that at all. Um, all right, Shifty, we uh, we're, we're bouncing around here. We're starbursting a little bit. Uh, Kevin came in and wanted to talk about guns. I know you still got some comments you wanted to make on that bill. And Kevin, if you have anything on that, you're welcome to, to share that.
8: Uh, no, I'm done. I'll sit here and listen and shut my mouth.
1: All right. <laughs> Go ahead, chef. Yeah.
4: Well, I, actually I was kind of done with the bill. You know, the, the thing is, is, we all are going to end up needing to pay in. I've talked about that. We talked about what it is that we're going to need to do in my opinion. And that is, we're all going to have to give a little bit more. We're all going to have to suffer a little bit more
1: and it's not going to be what we like, uh, I guess it's, we it's all must be- pay the debt we don't really owe. We all must pay that debt.
3: Yeah, right, gonna- so why, why, why do we all have to suffer a little bit more when nothing's going to happen from them? It's just going to get worse. Why, do, why doesn't the government scale
4: back? Well, that, know,
3: why agree. do we always have to keep giving more and more and I, more?
4: I, I, listen, I agree with that. I think everything is going to have to come in more to the middle. We need everything. Spending needs to come down. Uh, you know, Government needs to shrink and revenue needs to increase. We need to do shit all the way across the board, and it's going to hurt, okay? It's really going to hurt. But we What's need... going to hurt? Why does it have to hurt? Why does it have to hurt? Because you can't have an Obama phone anymore. That's okay. I'm, I'm, you, I'll am
3: I'm. be the first one to say, take it away and, and stop charging the people of this country for it. Take I, I, away my food stamps. Stop charging the people of this country for it. You know? Right. I would I, give I, it up in a fucking heartbeat, because I... You know what? I... I could get around it. I can get around, you know, I I can go to uh, missions and get food if I needed it.
4: Right. And and yeah. listen, I'm, and I'm not being personal towards you. Uh, that's not a personal. No, that's fine. I, that, that's, <laughs> uh, fine. that's not I, a I personal problem. thing.
1: I don't want you to come here and kick my ass or anything. I mean, you uh, know, no, you're a big I guy. Mean,
4: Well, it, fuck. If it get him to visit, mm-hmm. I mean, he's seven miles <laughs> away, and it's been a week. Uh, but you know, the thing is, <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the point is, is it's not personal. But w- what you find as something that might be workable and you could figure it out and you're not going to starve, I mean, you're going to be okay. You'll go hunt if you have to. you go fish if you have to. You'll figure it out. There's a lot of people out there that, that feel like that's going to really be suffering to not have their free Obama phone. That's our problem. But, that's tough shit. Yeah, that's you
3: know, our this problem. This country was built on, on, on uh, hard knocks. You know, the people that came over here and, and uh, well, well, settled this land, the, uh, it wasn't easy for them. <laughs>
4: Dude, we are so far away from fucking hard knocks right now. It's not even funny. Okay, people that work at Best Buy for seven twenty-five an hour have iPhones. Okay, what is wrong with us? I don't know. We've become a, a nation of excess.
1: Well, I agree with that comment completely. I
3: don't mind the excess. I really don't. People should be able to spend their money how they see fit. You know, right. if if they're spending every dollar so that they they they're keeping up with the Joneses, that's fine. But you know, uh, don't make me pay for it. When they fuck up. Well, and that's and Shifty's point, I think. They didn't plan a,
1: you know, a. toad I think that's Shifty's point. Uh, what you just said there, I, I think we're all on the same page. Hold off, Shifty, because you're going to hang out with me uh, in the Jordan Page inter- interview. Um, toad, you're going to call back after that, correct?
3: Yeah, I, I'll start. I'll listen to it, and uh, I'll call back in later on.
1: All right, yeah, because we're hitting the break here, and I want to get him dialed up. Kevin, you want to wrap up and uh, say, is uh, your final thoughts here?
8: Yeah, um, so I guess keep the show rolling. I'm going to keep on tuning in. And would you confirm my uh, Skype?
1: Oh yeah, I didn't even know I had a request from you. So yeah, I'll go through there and figure that out. Um, make it's sure right, I got. We can it. Review.
8: I'm not a hard one to remember. but yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I will.
8: Right. All right, I'll, I'll be listening, and if I, uh, I'll try not to call on him, Jordan Page. So
1: all right, hey, dude, uh, we'll
3: well, Kevin. While while you're on the phone and Sean's on the phone, there's a way that you could actually have two instances of Skype running at the same time. So you could have the Raz Radio on one thing, and let's say uh, me, you, and Shifty or, or whatever, we, we, we could have it running on another instance on the same computer.
8: Oh, can I call you, Dave, on Skype and going like that?
3: Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Like, let's say we were doing a show, we could Skype t- together, and then you could use the Raz Radio for people to call in. Right. So yeah. Mean, okay. you know, the, us would be on one Skype, and and the calling would be on another. And I'll talk to you about that off air. Yeah.
4: Hey, real quick, ah. I actually found a, a loophole this week that everybody listening and everybody on the uh, radio right now is probably going to like to hear about, and and going to tell me I'm an idiot for not having known this already. But if you need to have multiple Twitter accounts, like I have a personal Twitter account, I have a work Twitter account, and then I have a shifty uh, Twitter account and uh, to have them all under one email address what you can do is let's say your, your email address is Joe bag of donuts at gmail.com the Gmail system does not notice dots so you can make it Joe. Dot bag of donuts at gmail.com Joe of donuts at gmail.com Joe bag of, donuts at, gmail.com, joe bag of dot donuts at gmail.com you have three separate email addresses for three for Twitters but they all dump into the same box.
3: Yeah, it does it with
1: plus signs too. Tech tip of the day. Tech tip of the day. All right, so now that we've got the shifty tech tip of the day, we're gonna have, uh, gonna have Jordan Page joining us at 10, uh, in a couple minutes here right after this break. Uh, we're gonna get into what he's got going on and what's going on in the world. Uh, I won't be taking any calls during that. Uh, maybe the second half, we'll see what he feels. Uh, 941-421-0401 will be that number. You can join us in the chat room. I saw that got busy. Got uh, Frank Hassel from Heist Clicks in there uh, some, shouting some good stuff out. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue rocking on. I can't wait to hear what Jordan's got going on and what he's going to talk about. And, uh, you know, well, like I said, we'll have uh, Dave back in the third hour. You listen to Raz Radio, live.com.
9: Safe When they lay down at night I'm looking for something I ain't seen in a while I'm looking for a factory Where a man can feed his family Not worried about them moving it south Closing the doors And shutting her down tomorrow I'm looking for America Say God's name. isn't free.
10: Popeye from federaljack.com. You're listening
1: to The First 52, where you can hear the inmates run the insane asylum.
2: Are chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment? Why in the world are they spraying? They want to create a storm in the southeast, then they'll start engineering out over the North Pacific. That's where the trailies will be. Find out why critics are calling Why in the World Are They Spraying? the most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement. Go to whyintheworldaretheyspraying.com for more information.
3: It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a
2: Monsanto genetically modified, abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the World Are They Spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to why in the world are they for more information.
11: It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing, the way the central command group can commoditize another form of our life.
2: Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're gonna control the planet. It's that simple.
1: guys welcome back to the first 52 on Ah, what an evening another great Saturday to to do a good radio show and and have some good people joining you on it Uh, that last song there was listen by our our, our next guest Jordan Page Um, that's you know my breaks I usually take my breaks and uh, I try to relax during my break but that song I just can't listen to that song and not sing along with it Uh, it's just one of those songs that really grab you and you just, it means so much in the lyrics. And, and that's why we got Jordan on. He's, uh, he's up to a lot of new things. Uh, Jordan, do I got you there, buddy?
12: You got me, Sean. How are you?
1: I'm doing good, man. I'm doing really good. Uh, uh, welcome back to the first 52. You've been on with me a couple different times. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, I'm really happy to have you. We're going to talk about, uh, your indigo, uh, campaign that you have going on. You got some new music coming.
12: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I've got the, I've got a new album I want to record, and uh, uh, it's the best stuff I've done to date. I think and, you know I, I'm I'm pretty uh, pretty excited about it, and you know I had a couple of um, opportunities to to get some private funding and, and for, for for the label and to, to put this album out, but I didn't.
1: I didn't want to be, you know, forty grand in debt. <laughs> you know, right. I and so I, I gave it some thought. Jo- and Jordan, listen. David what Crowley, Jordan, who, who jo- is the
12: director of the upcoming Gray State film, uh, suggested that I try this Indiegogo campaign that they did, and they, they raised quite a bit of money. They, they actually raised more than their goal um, in their campaign, and uh, to, to get to get their film um, going. And I, I checked it out. Thought it was a great idea, crowdfunding. Yeah, I can I can appeal to my fans and and to, to take part in it. Uh, the campaign we started it like a week ago, and we've already raised two thousand dollars. And we're we're you know we're far from our goal, but it's a great start. Really, really great, strong start.
1: That's and, good. Um, Listen, Jordan, real fast. I don't want to interrupt you because I want to make sure. sure this gets out and everybody hears you. But we've got a really bad connection. Um, I wanna okay. hang up and connect with you again. because uh, this is important to get this out and what you're doing with for the troops and everything also. So
0: Okay, yeah, sure
3: no
1: problem. I'm gonna disconnect I'll call you right back. Okay, great. <laughs> see if that stops it. Shifty.
4: You hearing that too?
1: Yeah, I'm hearing that too. I want you to I'm gonna call him back. I want you to disconnect and call me back.
4: Yeah, you're it's like oh Yeah. Okay.
1: We're gonna do a live connect here with uh yeah, they good it went away. So it was on the Shifty's end it looks like. <clears throat> Jordan, we got you back, buddy. I'm here. All right, that oh my you god, better? so much be- oh, yeah. Is that better. Yeah. So, yeah, much better, man. Now. <laughs> okay. All right. Let, let's go over your uh let, let's start from from step 1 here. Um Okay. You've got uh, this Indigo campaign. You're trying to do a new album. Along with that album, you're trying to do some uh, support of the troops and everything. You don't want to go broke getting it done because we know that you don't have, you know, a big record label backing you, and and all your stuff is done on the side. You've been working with the Ron Paul campaign for the past year and a half, a uh, year, year and a half or so. So I'm sure everything's real tight. So the point of this program is to help you get the record together and what else?
12: Yeah, well, we're we're looking for support from the public. You know, the the Ron Paul movement, such as it is, is alive and well, and I think people are just looking for something to be part of, something to do. You know, a lot a lot of people are taking a break or they're kind of peacing out or just are just kind of seeing from the sidelines what's going on. And some people are still very very active, and I'm trying to encourage people that to keep going and. You know, with all the things that are going on, Sean, like the proposed gun ban legislation, now the NDAA that was just passed, basically legalizes propaganda uh, to control our minds, like one giant psyop. I mean, nice. it's important to get some other information out there, and uh, you know, so so the group of folks that I really, really want to impact is our troops, and you know, I I'd like to take the message of liberty to them. You know, I, I meet I meet young uh soldiers in airports all the time when I travel doing shows and I, I engage them in conversation and I ask them if they've ever actually read the Constitution and many, many times, the vast majority of times they have not. And we're talking kids that are, you know, eighteen, nineteen years old <laughs>
0: That, that, and that, they've taken oath an oath to, to, to defend you
12: know, it—a a, a life and death oath to, pr- to protect and uphold the Constitution of the United States. and They've never even read the document. I'll, I'll give them a pocket copy and tell them to check it out. It's a, <laughs> you know, I mean, this, this is what you've sworn to uphold. You should know what it is. And so, we were talking about this in Tampa at, at, the, at the breakfast table, me and Stuart Rhodes and Michelle and Berger, and we, we we thought about doing a, a military um, base concert tour. Uh, in partnership with Oath Keepers. And Stuart Rhodes is the founder of Oath Keepers, and Michelle um, is pretty high up in that and works with him. And she also helps to book my tours. And we we said, why don't we combine, you know, my my music and, and the message of Oath Keepers and the mission and go to the troops and put on free concerts for the troops and, you know, thank them for their, you know, willingness to put themselves in harm's way, but also at the same time, help them to understand what it is exactly that they are a part of. Um, and so we want to we want to hit every major base in the country and we need to raise money to do that. I mean, we're not trying to, you know, get rich off of doing this. We're trying to raise like 8500 bucks per show. We have a we have a first-rate A-grade concert uh company that uh, is going to be providing sound, light, staging, crew, all that. Um, we're trying to raise enough money to 8,500 bucks would be enough to get it all done with my full band, with Rebel Inc. from Baltimore as well, nice. to co headline with me and have Stuart Rhodes come and speak to the troops in between sets. So we want it to be free for the troops, and that's why.
1: Now, my question, you know, I guess my question on this, Jordan, is um, I don't see military bases being very accepti- uh, accepting to uh, Oath Keepers and yourself and Rebel Inc. Coming oh, exactly. on. Exactly, and
12: that's why we're not going to do it right on the base. Okay. We're going to be, uh, go, we're going after venues that are, you know, within walking distance from the bases where soldiers tend to frequent, and we'll be promoting it on the bases. We have, we have, you know, street teams full of volunteers who are, are ready to take, you know, DVDs and CDs and flyers onto the base and hand them out to the soldiers and tell them, you have know, free concert, come check it out. And it's not going to be overly, you know, Preaching and, and and in their face, it's just going to be, you know, pre- present presenting the message to them in a non-threatening way, which is through music, and right. to get them charged up. And they like the music; they can take the literature home with them, and they can start thinking about what they're doing. And and the reason that we I really wanted to g- kind of go gung ho ahead with this is back in November, I was in Nashville doing a show, um, the Music City Liberty Fest, and. Uh, a soldier came up to me in his full fatigue, his name was Scott, and he, t- he told me that he came there to see me specifically, to meet me, because he was in Afghanistan, and was out in the desert with his squad, and they had very limited internet access, but they had it for a couple of hours, and he was able to get on YouTube, and was surfing YouTube, and found my Liberty music video. And he said he watched it like four or five times and that was the moment when he started to question what he was a part of. You know, and that really blew me away. We talked for like an hour and and that really made me want to go forward with this. You know, because you know music is a powerful you know medium for social change. It's like uh you know it it, it just gets in you and and we want to uh we want to empower you know our like the troops to to make the right decisions and ultimately to not shoot us. When the time comes, yeah, you know, exactly. I think that time is uh, is just down the road, and it, I think it's pretty it, it's a pretty important you know group to focus on to focus our efforts of education.
1: Well, yeah, by far, because uh, you know everybody uh, with this whole gun grabbing, gun control, uh, shootings happening all over the place. Um, Everybody always defends, well, they'll never be able to take the guns. Uh, the U.S. troops won't do that. And, and hopefully with the work of, of Oath Keepers, of yourself, of, of Rebel Inc., of, of, uh, you know, everybody out there pushing and, and driving this, um, they will have the knowledge to know that this is coming and, and won't, um, follow that order. Uh, we can only hope that 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 you're going to get through to them, and 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 the rest of us will be able to do that. The next problem is, will they defend us from the U.S. troops, the UN troops that that'll take their place to come get those weapons?
12: Well, hopefully, you know, I mean, we we have to remember something about the war machine. It's made of human beings. It's made of flesh and blood. You know, all that hardware. That we that that we've uh, you know accrued that that the military has accrued is worthless if people won't pull the trigger. You know, I mean, the machine is made of human beings. You know, real real people who who have families, who have who have consciences, and they have but they have to be broken from their programming, and since and and just being turned into machines, being that that just follow orders. You know. Uh, indiscriminately, you know, we have to help them to understand they ha- they not only have the right to disobey unlawful, illegal orders, but they have the responsibility to do so. Right, you know, they like they're, they're they're taking an oath not to the military; they're taking an oath to uphold the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. You know, and and confiscating people's firearms is uh, or 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 in, indefinitely detaining people or any any number of, of things that totalitarian regimes do following con- confiscation. Is completely antithetical to what they are swearing with with their lives to do. Right. So as long as they understand that, then they can make a choice. And some of them will still choose the wrong path. But you know, if we could, if we do a show, and there's 300 people there, and out of 300 people, 30 of them really get it. Then that's 30 people, maybe from a squad or a battalion, that when the time comes. Will do the right thing, and 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 their and and their fellow soldiers, their brothers and sisters, will 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 do the right thing too because of their example through leadership.
0: Right. Exactly. So
12: it, it's it's just about freeing minds. I mean, a soldier's mind is no different than anybody else's mind. We're just trying to free it because they've, you know, they've they're they're part of the machine that seeks to destroy, you know, everything that 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 we're about, and and they're all pawns in a game. I mean, all of us in some way are pawns in a game whether we know it or not and it's all about just breaking free from that slavery that mental slavery and, and that these false paradigms and that's what uh you know i've always been trying to do with my music used to inspire people to to think bigger and, and and to free themselves from the from the big lie
1: well as we're talking about your music um i have queued up uh there's a video that's on your the indigo page and it's uh it says Jordan Page Arm Yourself Act 3. Now it's 8 yep. minutes but I've got it queued up to where the song starts. So, Play that stuff. Let, let's let's talk well let's talk about cuz I I am past where you describe it. So why don't you uh describe um Arm Yourself Act 3 and why it's called Act 3.
12: Sure. Well Arm Yourselves was a song that just like happened to me. You know it just I, I heard the music in my mind, and I just put pen to paper, and then there it was. Um, and and it it really gets down to to the the, the the heart of the issue that you know no no one's going to save you. You're going to have to save yourself. And I tell people in the song, you know, arm yourselves for the hammer is crashing down, and that I tell them, you know, it, it's not just about guns. You know, like like automatically, like my mother-in-law thought the song was just about. Yay, yeah, guns, 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 rah, rah, rah. That's not it. You know, I tell people to, in the first course to arm themselves with their with their faith, whatever that may be. You know, to arm them, and then to arm themselves with their with their guns, with the, with their with force, and then finally to arm themselves with the truth. Because if you have those three things, you know, the rest will sort itself out. And I paint a, 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 a picture uh, of, of a possible future where the free peoples of this country clash with the militarized police state. And it's not it's not pretty at all, and it's a little scary. I mean, the first time I played it for my wife, she you know said she, she's like, I love the song, but I just don't think I could hear it again. Well, <laughs> uh, she, she's heard it since then, and 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 the song ends with the, the with, with the notion that the stage is set. The words are the stage is set, and I foresee a sold out show begin Act three, and then Act three is the second song in this two song. uh Saga that is an instrumental battle scene, where you know if you can imagine like you know like like the way that Pink Floyd used to do <laughs> instru- instrumental songs with samples and sound effects and all these kind of things, and you know I do I do, a, I do a, you know some pretty crazy solo stuff. at the live version you're about to play, but there's going to be a lot more to it than just me like ripping on guitar. It's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty wild.
1: And, and this live version is actually from when you were down here in our neck of the woods in Tampa at yeah, Paul this, Fest. Yeah, this,
12: this was when I was uh, at Paul Fest uh in august yeah Uh, it was it was and and that that was a new song it was i had basically just written that song um not not very long before that
1: i think we talked about that because that was uh i was in uh, in studio with dc and we called you when we had kokash in in the studio and uh, we talked that night and i think you talked about this song now that i'm hearing you talk about again i think you talked about it a little bit that night also um so i'm gonna pull that up real fast uh uh, I'm about right where you're going to finish talking, and the song comes up. So, how long is it from that point? About four or five minutes from that point long.
12: Uh, something like that. Okay, so I haven't mean, it, watched, watched like, the whole thing, might thing might yet. Five or six it's two songs.
1: Okay, hold on. Let's uh, let's let's hear how it goes here.
12: <clears throat> it's going to raise some pulses, but ultimately, it's meant to empower you and to help you not be afraid. You know, it's 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 uh it's an anthem for the people. In this day and age when we're dealing with so much tyranny and, and so much injustice, it's, it's, it's an anthem for us to, to not be afraid. Is
7: this is called Arm Yourself.
1: in there. You still there, Jordan? Jordan? I'm still here. All right. I'm having a little technical issue here on my end, (laughs) so I'll have to bring that back up again. I don't know why uh, Lee Camp decided to start playing there. Um, Let me get this fixed up here. Sorry about that, man. I I was a little worried, man. Sometimes you you go through those little hiccups (laughs) and bring you back a little bit to where you were. There we go. Jamming out there, man! You just jammed it out real hard on that one. You were you were going crazy as I'm watching that.
12: Man, jamming out
1: there, man. You, you still there, Jordan?
12: I'm still here.
1: Oh, there you are. Well, I'm gonna disconnect this other one here. I'm gonna have to call him back in a minute. He's giving me way too much feedback. Um, yeah, that was excellent. You're playing that same guitar, and I remember I remember the day you put the sticker on there on uh, Adam vs. the Man. When you did uh, listen live in the studio with him,
12: I actually—I I put the, the sticker on down oh, no, no. in no. South Carolina yeah. when I opened for Ron uh, back in May of twenty.
1: At, 11. That's right. That's right. I stand corrected. And but you guys I, talked I, I, about but it. I went
12: on Adam's show like right after that.
1: Right. And you had talked about it right then. That's right. That's why I was referring to that. I have seen that other video though, too. Um, yeah. so as I'm looking at your page here, uh, if you guys want to help, uh, Jordan out, you go to, uh, www.indigo.com forward in, in, slash
12: Indiegogo.
1: Indiegogo. Thank you. I, I have a problem with reading sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it's forward slash Jordan Page. Uh, I'm, I'm on there right now. Uh, like you said, you're at 2205. Uh, your goal is 4500. Uh, 45,000. Or 45,000, yeah. Thank you. See, I need you there to to keep me on track. That's why I, that's why I always <laughs> well, have people and, in the and, background. And
12: the, the, the number comes from more than just the cost for making a CD. You know, it would, it would probably be, you know, half of that just, just to get the recording done and to get some CDs made up. Right. What, what we're trying to do is, you know, I mean, I, I, I own my own independent record label and, you know, like, like you said earlier, I don't have major major label support because they don't want to support my message. I mean, I, I, I've i been in front of major labels, and, and I was universally loved, all all except for the message. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to change the message. The right. message is what it is, and I I can't do anything about that, nor would I want to.
1: And that's the same um, story we get from Frank Castle from Rebel Inc. Uh, Adam tells the same story that, you know, all you guys are excellent artists, and you all have a different sound and you all but you all have the same message and that's the problem you're all having is that uh, nobody wants to, to support that message
12: exactly and so in, in order for me to to really do like the kind of stuff that I want to do which is to, to you know have tour support so I can you know set up lots of major shows do publicity I mean I want I'm gonna you know I, I have a publicist lined up to, to help you know get get the all the re- press releases out, and, and to, to do like a internet radio campaign. I mean, you, you know, there, there's so many man hours that go into a, a major release, and I want to have the resources to do that. I don't. I don't want to just make a CD and then send, you know put it up, and then you know people can just you know like like, like the there's the, just just the fans that I have. That that I that that know my music now will be able to hear it. I want to expand this the the reach of this music, the reach of this movement Mm -hmm. to the folks who who don't understand, who haven't heard it. I want to I want to take this mainstream, and so forty five thousand dollars is a drop in the bucket of what I would need to actually do that, but it'll get me a lot farther than you know just making a CD. I mean, I did that last time with the Liberty album, and. You know, as as a, as a piece of art, I think it was a it was a total success. But as a commercial success, not at all. Right. You know, I mean, I I think I sold you know several thousand copies of it, and I mean, I sold a lot of stuff online, a lot of downloads online. But still, it's nothing. It, it, you know, as far as like a, uh, what what it, 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 let's let's say I wanted a label to to give me distribution, I haven't I haven't had the kind of sales with the last record that would that would warrant their interest, and so. You know, I'm I'm on my own with this, with with just me and my fans and my compatriots in this movement, you know, trying to get people to wake up, and you know, music does that, and and this this, this is a far, it's just like Frank, I see Frank in the chat room, I love that guy, and like just like his group Ice Click, you know, like they're 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 cutting edge, man. You know, no, nobody is doing what they're doing. Payday Monsanto is another good friend of mine. Frank and Payday are both going to be on my new album and doing some crossover hip hop rock stuff. Yeah, Those I saw guys.
1: that in a, and I saw that in a message you sent, out, I think, today or yesterday, uh, that they were to be, I was going there next, that they were going to be, uh, joining you with this. Uh, and, and again, I'm on that page, I'm looking at it, and, and guys, what what Jordan's trying to tell you is, you know, with this forty five thousand dollars that he's budgeting, he's, you know, this is his studio time. He's going to get equipment rentals. This is uh to do uh, performances, rehearsals for traveling. Uh, the first CDs, the T shirts, hats, uh, advertising, publicity, radio campaign, like you said, uh, and to get the new music video, which you're doing with Dave Crowley from Gray State, which is excellent to hear.
12: Yeah, the Gray State guys have been very supportive. I'm supportive of them. They're going to use "Arm Yourselves and uh, Act Three in the movie.
1: Um, and they're using "Police State" from Rebel Inc. Also, correct?
12: I, th- I believe so. Yeah, I think they're using a couple songs from them too. Um, you know, I, I, I've tr- I, I also turned them on to to, to High School and Payday and and some other groups that are just really amazing in this movement. You know, I mean, there's so much talent. The talent in this movement is un freaking real.
1: And there's so much more now than there was in 09, um, 010, when, uh, when um, Polygraph was really big, because that's how I found all you guys, was through Polygraph.
12: And that's how we found each other, and that's how Frank and I met, was was doing shows with Polygraph Radio. That's how I met Rebel Inc. too. I mean, Rebel Inc. and I were from the same area, and didn't know each other, and, and, and that's how we all met. And you know, now Rebel Inc. and Heist Click, and Payday, Payday's another uh, Polygraph Radio artist.
0: Yep. yep. You know,
12: and now all of, all of us are, are still going strong you know there there have been a lot of people that have dropped out out of the running, but you know like the the polygraph folks are still running and and, and kicking ass all over the place
1: well i don't know if you uh, remember i was you were my seed to the tree of these guys I mean you brought me you were my first um, interview that I set up that was a musical interview and yeah, you, you yeah. brought me to all these other guys who i've made friendships with all of them also um, and i I love working with all you guys you 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 all have a great message and a and a, a a great way of delivering it. And even if you don't like hip hop or you don't like rock, for some reason it still it still intermingles with everybody. Um, well,
12: I can tell you why I didn't like hip hop because I had nothing in common with popular hip hop music. I had I, I, the message of hip. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't mind the style and the sound of hip hop. I like. I like. I do like it. But I don't have anything in common with what these guys are talking about. Then all of a sudden I hear, you know, Frank Castle talking about the Illuminati and, and anti-war stuff, and I hear Payday Monsanto talking about We the Sheeple of America. <laughs> and, you know, you know and, and I'm just like, oh, I guess I actually really do like hip-hop. They just need to be talking about stuff that I get and that I'm into, you know? I mean, these these guys really got me to understand that I that I do like this genre. And uh, and, and, and I listen to it all the time now. I listen to Frank stuff and Tony Trees, mm-hmm. listen to uh, Critical uh, Critical Contact and... Um, immoral technique now. I, I just got into Lupe fiasco. You know, Payday Monsanto is one of my favorites too. I mean, these guys are, 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 just amazing. And, uh, and that's why I'm, you know, trying to coerce them into being on my album.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. And hey, you guys make it down to Florida here because a, uh, a buddy of mine just got into an event center, uh, that can hold twelve, thirteen hundred 1300 people and a beautiful set stage already set all the sound equipment's there all the lighting's there there's gonna be a bar in there um and we want to start getting stuff so i'm gonna talk with him about doing some kind of liberty fest down here and get all you guys uh down into my area and, and get a, a rock and concert going um indoor outdoor type thing going with you guys because that would be a blast and i'd love to be able to to help and be part of something like that um oh
12: we'd love that man i
1: think it'd be great and you would be in florida then too so
12: what's, what's the nearest base down there
1: uh, Tampa, which is about an hour and a half, um, and I believe we have another base about an hour and a half south of us so we 're kind of in a very rural area, but we 're right off an interstate and we could get um, you know a lot of things going and, and we actually did talk about we have another area that they could do a a fundraiser uh, maybe do a side fundraiser, not necessarily on the base but a fundraiser for the troops or or towards the tour or something. Um, so that's all stuff we can talk about as we're moving down. And I got to get more information from them. They just stepped into it. So, uh, we'll keep moving and, and talking about that. But awesome. on your campaign here to, to let everybody know how easy it is. Um, and you're not just giving money and, and not getting something out of it. Uh, I'm looking at your perks or contribution here. Uh, the smallest contribution you're asking for is $5 and you're going to get a, a free download uh, of the single off the new album. And, uh, personal thanks on Facebook. And as you go through this 10, 25, 50, um, if you want to be a dissident, you got a hundred bucks, you got a revolutionary for 500, uh, all the way up to $5,000. But you're giving something for all this. And, and it looks like some really, I mean, you give, uh, $50, you get a signed copy of the album, a digital download of, uh, Jordan's entire dis- discography, uh, a bumper sticker and a personalized thank you also. So, um you know, get out there and help them out. You don't have to do much, but any little bit will help,
12: yeah, I mean a- yeah, exactly, any little bit will help um you know most people have have been doing like twenty five to a hundred dollar donations. I had one five hundred dollar donation so far uh no nobody's nobody's been claiming the five dollar ones yet, but the five dollar ones are there. you know if you got five bucks and want to help out, throw it in there. you know what I mean. <laughs> um you know with the five thousand dollar donation I'm, I'm giving you know people everything at the 500 hundred dollar level which is like the t-shirt a one hour skype uh guitar lesson um you know all all the merch that i that i put together uh through uh, liberty maniacs and um and a free concert in your in your home um that, that i'll schedule as part of the tour that i do so uh so yeah there, i mean i'm you know i'm I, I want I want to give people as much as as much as I can possibly give them for what they're giving me, you know, and and you know, part of this also is that they're going to I mean if if you're if you're a fan of my music and a fan of my message and what I do, you know, you're going to have, you know, my next record and and, and you're going to be directly responsible for creating that. Cuz without without you guys, I can't do it. Yeah. You know, I mean like with, without the fans and and, and the, the people of this movement there the, there is no there is no music element to it. I mean you guys are what keep me going. You not only do you do you inspire me personally, but you, you keep me financially on the road. Without without your help, it doesn't happen. So this Indiegogo campaign is, is like, you know, you and I working together to, to get this album out and you know I, I it's gonna be awesome. It's really, really gonna be awesome. The new songs are just ridiculously sick <laughs> and um, I'm looking I mean, for a lot to of them. surprises and I'm just gonna I'm going to take it to the next level for sure.
1: I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing them. Uh, Jordan, I don't know if you remember, I think it was Tennessee. We, 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 uh, had a, a listener of ours, a good friend of mine was, uh, up at the concert and he rounded all you guys up. You, Tantiana, uh, Adam Coquets, I think was there. Another, I, I had like four Adams and you and Tatiana all, all on that night. Do you remember that evening? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Trucker Mike was his name. Yes. Yeah, I got. He, he's on the line. He uh, he was sending me some messages that he uh, had something he wanted to ask you or some information for us. Chuck or Mike, Mikey, there, buddy.
13: Sure am, brother.
1: Yeah, but you're on with Jordan. So what you got, man?
13: Hey, Jordan. Good talking to you again.
12: Um, Mike, Mike, didn't I see you in Nashville?
13: Yes, you did. Yeah, uh, I know. Who, then, uh, I know who you are. <laughs> I, I'm the one that came to the after party with Big Peterville.
12: Yeah, right on, man. What's going on?
13: Uh, I'm in Nevada and a Nissan 80 coming out of California, going back to Chicago.
6: Gotcha. <laughs> He's a truck but, driver.
13: <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Sean, you were saying something about wanting to have a Liberty Fest. Um, uh, Jordan, are you going to be at the Atlanta Music Liberty Fest for, uh, with, with, with Dan and Barbara? Uh,
12: that, that's my plan. Uh, we don't have it contracted yet, but hopefully it will be soon.
13: Well, the way they're wanting to run these things is uh, – If people get together in a region and get sponsors to pay for the majority of it, just ticket sales are the minimum of of the income to to put on the Liberty Fest. So, like, with you, Sean, want to do something like that, if you were to get with them and then get get sponsors and find a venue and all that, and and they will help coordinate to get everything together. Um, And you were wanting to do do near bases, as far as, like, where I live up, like, Jacksonville?
1: Yeah, that'd be a good one.
13: Um, uh, I, you, you've got a naval air station and a naval base right there. 30 miles up the street, you've got a submarine base. And so, you know, there's tons of military in Jacksonville. <laughs> well, the only, the only have... thing that we're missing in that equation is the money to put on the concert. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's not
12: for lack of bases or lack of interest. It's just for lack of money. So... You know, there, there's a, there's a, a website set up for the, for the tour, Mike, that's libertytour.org. You guys can send people to libertytour.org and they can donate to it and then they'll, they'll see these concerts start happening. We'll go wherever right. you want. If you want us to come to Jacksonville, shoot, we'll, we'll go. It'll be the, it'll be the next stop. You oh, know, yeah. the first stop yeah, is Fort Hood. The next stop will be Jacksonville, but we've got to have the money to be able to pay for the cost of the show so that the soldiers can get in for free. Otherwise, we're making them pay for it. And
1: Jordan, you said that was libertytour.org.
12: Libertytour dot org. Okay. Yes,
1: I'll tweet and that PayPal out. And PayPal
12: for that is oathkeeper dfw at gmail like Dallas Fort Worth. Oathkeeper dfw at gmail dot com is the PayPal for that for, for that endeavor. And uh, you know, I think we've raised somewhere twenty five hundred dollar range um just so far. And but so so we're we're a ways away from being able to put put it on. But if people will help out, you know, all of a sudden, you know, if if a hundred people give us, you know. 20 bucks <laughs> all of a sudden you know we're we're way closer to that goal so
1: right exactly and that that's the, one of the main points of having you on tonight was to get this information out there we're going to get you on dc soon I, i've seen you've been on a lot of other uh programs out there and um you know that's it's people don't realize that this message although we want to get it out there and we want everybody to, to hear it it's not free to do um you know even the little station i run um, it costs me money every month to do. You know, it's not just us sitting down and and uh, and and wanting to do this and and being able to. None of us are, are really wealthy, you know. So uh, it's up to if you really care about what we talk about, it's up to you to help. Like Jordan was saying, it's up to you to help make this stuff happen. It's it's up to you to help spread the message, just as much as as Jordan gets his music out there and Trucker Mike shares his links and I do my radio show. You know, that's how we all do it.
13: You know, it's not just, you know, I mean, if you really want to get something like that in, in your vicinity, not just your own personal donations, if you feed a little bit, get businesses to make donations to, to help bring the event there, That that is a huge, huge help. And uh, another thing, Jordan, if we manage to be able to get everything in line for Jacksonville, I got a guy who owns a music store locally, he's already offered to use this in a clear channel for one of the major FM stations in Jacksonville to promote any Rebel Inc. shows if they come down. But I could probably talk to him, especially if Rebel Inc. is going to be on the ticket, to promote any shows that are going to be around Jacksonville. Sweet.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, we're out here, uh, um, Jordan. We're out here. All you got to do is reach out to us. Uh, The fan base of Dangerous Conversation, of of the first fifty two, of of you know Popeye and all the guys out there. The fan base is is energized and ready to go. Um, We just need to uh, have a little. uh, I hate to say have some direction, but we just need something to throw it behind, you know. And that's what you guys are providing us.
13: Well, I really appreciate that very much.
1: So, all right, Trucker Mikey, anything you want to finalize there?
13: No, that was it, brother. I just wanted to get that info out there, share that with you and with Jordan. And, uh, you know, Jordan, like, like you said, if you, if you ever are running down in the area or if I can help somehow out on the road, you know, just hit Sean up. Uh, let, it, let us know. Where's that for you, brother?
12: Thanks a lot, Mike. You keep America running, man. <laughs> we'll see you soon. All right, All
1: Trucker right, Mike. You, it was buddy. nice hear, hearing from you, man. We haven't heard from you in a while. You have a good night. Be safe driving out there. You too, Sean. I'll talk to you later. Peace out. So, yeah, Trucker Mike's a good guy, Jordan. Uh, you, you met him and the, the Peter build, I'm sure, stood right out once he said that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a handful. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> what else, uh, what else do you want to share? What else? What, what's your thoughts on, on, um, on this whole uh, shootings and, and, and the, the eating of faces and just the change in our, our society in general? Um, well, what's your thoughts on all this that you're seeing?
12: I think it's a completely cold, calculated, concerted, deliberate effort to uh, create totalitarianism here, and to have the, and have the, all, all the you know all the debt slaves to beg for it. <laughs> you know, I think the I think these big shootings that have been going on have um, have been completely engineered in order to bring gun control back on the national conversation and and to empower the left to get what they want, you know I mean th- this has been a plan coming for a long time I mean there there's on the surface, yeah, crazy gunman walks into a room and kills a bunch of people and end the story okay if you take five seconds to look at each of each of each isolated incident, they're all connected you know deeply connected it's 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 crazy how connected they are and and how much it all stinks, and just how, how anti-gun crazy people have become well, I, I made a post tonight on, on Facebook, basically you know, I, I posted a link to, uh, to an article about how the, the new NDAA for 2012 uh, basically make, basically makes it legal for the government and the military to use propaganda to control, the, to control public opinion. I mean that it's it's plain language, <laughs> and, and and I said you know, legalizing propaganda. Wait, hasn't this happened before? Oh yeah, let me. Let, I, I forgot. Indefinite detention is not an original idea. Right. You know, controlling the press not an original idea. Infiltrating citizens' groups not original.
1: Operation you know, Mockingbird. Establishing
12: is... a gulag not original. The establishing a thug cast, which is like the D- the D- Department of Homeland <laughs> stupidity, and um and the TSA. I mean the. Like, like, establishing a police state, surveillance state. These things are all steps that every totalitarian society took from being an open, free society into being, you know, in, going into darkness. Every single society that went that road took these steps. And the last step is gun confiscation before things just completely spiral out of control and the people are enslaved and genocide happens.
0: Yeah. That, and,
12: uh, I, I, you, people can roll their eyes all they want when I say these things, but it's just, it's simple history it's, it's, it, it's, it's simple probability it happens every single time over 170 million people were killed by their governments in the 20th century alone after gun confiscation and they're trying to do it again
1: that's the first step in, in taking over and, uh, your people and controlling your people is taking the guns it's the first thing Hitler had to do with the Jews well, well,
12: it, at, after you do that you don't need to do anything else Right, it's over
1: yeah, cause there's no, there's no way to really fight back. I mean, what are they gonna come with, uh, um, torches and, and, uh, rakes? You know, do you really think you're gonna do anything with that if, if, if it gets to that point? And, and that's the sad thing with these people that are just crying for, um, confiscation of weapons and everything is, is they don't understand that, but they just don't get that. Most, most people don't get that part. They don't understand what the Second Amendment really is there for. Um. Well,
12: here's the thing. Don't be, we, we can't be mad at these people completely because They're coming from a place of wanting there to be nonviolence. I mean, I I preach nonviolence. I'm all about nonviolence. I'm a Christian. I I believe in that, that that is the best way. You know, hatred and violence is just too heavy a burden to carry. You know, I'm a peacemaker. Blessed are the peacemakers, okay? I'm all about that. But I'm also a realist, okay? I don't want to use my guns. Hell no, I don't I do not want to use my guns. It's the last freaking thing I ever want want to do. Right. Is actually use them. Okay? But I've got them in case I ever have to. And 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 I I've, I've prayed to God to never have to put me in a situation where I have to use them. But if I have to, they're there. You yeah. know? I mean, if you if you want if you if, if you're a, if you're a depressed or psychotic or whatever kind of person you want to make a name for yourself, the easiest way to do it is to go to a gun free zone. It's just like, you know, shooting fish in a barrel. Unfortunately, these, these places exist. And the people that are calling for an end to guns don't understand what the ramifications of that will be. They think that if you ban guns, there won't be any more crime, there won't be any more massacres. That's, right. just, that's just simply the exact inverse of what would actually happen well,
1: let's look at heroin let's look at uh, cocaine let's look at marijuana let's look at alcohol when it was b- in prohibition yeah. you know it doesn't work to, to make it illegal just makes it more of a risque thing to do it makes more money available to it, uh, it makes it worth more money and uh, people don't understand that they don't they don't realize that it just doesn't they don't think about the illegal things now uh, meth is illegal we got a major meth problem in this country Oh yeah, you know. that's
12: for sure. And it being illegal doesn't stop people from getting it. It won't stop people from getting guns either, you know. But all the all the all the wrong kinds of people will have guns
0: right, <laughs> in that exactly. gun
12: situation. And and really, the people I'm the most concerned about would be the government. Government forces having all having all the weapons and being able to control the people completely. If you, like for, force of arms is the only thing. Keeping us from absolute despotism in this country, because we have been asleep for so many generations that now I mean it's like being in an abusive relationship, you know I mean you you, you put up with it and put up with it and and, and and enable the abuser to continue to treat you this way for so long after uh, there, there comes a point where the where the abuse is just absolute. And there's no way out except to defend yourself.
1: Isn't that Stockholm syndrome? Is that the I know there's a, a terminology or psychological babble terminology for that? I believe it's Stockholm well, syndrome. Well,
12: Stockholm syndrome is when you defend. Yes, yeah, it's, it's when, when it's when you defend your kidnapper or when you defend your abuser. Right. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying.
1: Well, look at how many people do defend our abusers right now, though. I mean, look at the support you see, and I'm not a left-right man. I mean. I don't I, I don't buy into that, but look at the support you see for Obama from people who he's hurting. And they, they think that he's helping, but he's just making it worse for them, and they don't see that it's getting worse.
12: They they don't they don't they're they're hypnotized by the cult of personality that is this yeah. president Oof. and everything that surrounds him. It's all propaganda, you know, and, and it's it, it, it's a it's a carefully crafted message that is, you know, heinously deceitful. And, and and the anti-gun nuts you know don't don't hate america they just hate seeing needless violence right but they have a they have an exactly polarized way of seeing the solution to that they blame organizations like the NRA for the fact that this guy you know went let, 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 let's just say let's take the conspiracy and all the things you know about LIBOR out of it okay okay a guy walks into a school and kills a bunch of children. Okay, I'm a father of four. You know, I'd, I'd be ready to commit mass murder if, if, if that happened to, to my family. Agreed. Okay? So let's just take it as that. What's going to stop gunmen from walking into schools and shooting children if they are inclined to do that? It's teachers being armed, principal being armed, somebody in the freaking school being armed to take the son of a bitch out.
1: But now, yeah, you know, lem- I,
12: don't, I don't even like to go into places that are gun-free zones.
1: Now, let me ask you this one, um, where I agree 100%. Teachers, uh, janitors, uh, principals, anybody in the school that works in the school should be armed. I do not agree with the thought of putting uniformed, armed guards throughout a school, or, or you know, a resource officer, a police officer, one of them I can deal with, I guess. But they're talking all fully armed guards, you know, semi-automatic or whatever, walking around schools. I don't agree with that.
12: No, it's just a reaction. It's just a reactionary, um, you know, solution to a very simple problem. You know, I mean, I mean, it, it, this tragedy has just traumatized people because you know everybody's got kids. Most people, you know, like most people who are up in arms about this have kids. They don't want They, they don't want their kids getting shot. Well, that's why my kids don't go to public school.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Very, dang, very good. You know,
12: I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm totally against having armed guards. I mean, the only armed guards you need are, are the teachers and the staff of the school, you know, being prepared for something like that. You know, we live in a world where there are guns. You're never going to eliminate the fact that this hardware exists. I, 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 don't, I don't care who's got them. They're there. You know, you 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 turn in your you turn in your guns they still exist somebody's got them somewhere only you don't have them
1: anymore <laughs> right exactly you
12: know, what, what 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 are you what are you going to do what
1: Throws... are you
12: going to do when, when, when someone kicks in your door
1: you're going to throw some rocks at them maybe get uh, like grab a rabbi- frying pan or a, a wooden yeah. spoon yeah so you're
12: going you're going to say please don't shoot me please don't rape my wife please don't <laughs> take my stuff and
1: I'll do whatever you want. they
12: they they'll do whatever they want and leave. I mean, like we've seen this over and over again. We've just forgotten our history, Sean.
1: What did the British do um, to the cities as they moved through the cities? They pillaged the houses. They they went in, raped the women. They they stole stuff. They burned the houses down after they were done being uh, uh, courted there or, or staying there. Um, it, it's just it is a historical thing, and, and I'm glad you put it that way. Well, Jordan, I appreciate you taking the time with us tonight. Um, we'll, I'll, I'll share all your information out there some more, make sure everybody's got it. Uh, I, I'm working on getting you over to DC to talk with Ledge, uh, promote this on there. Um, so just, just keep pushing. We'll keep pushing, uh, your stuff for you. Uh, I play your music regularly.
12: Uh, oh, thanks, Sean, so much, man. I really appreciate your support and everybody in the chat room and just, uh, you know, just keep the faith and keep on, keep on fighting the good fight because it's far from over.
1: Absolutely, all right, man. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, any last words you got there?
12: Just God bless you all and and just don't lose heart, you know, just just st- stick to your guns. no pun intended and uh <laughs> remember that you know if you flip two thousand and thirteen upside down and around it, it look, looks a lot like the word eros, which is a Greek word for love, so keep love at the forefront this year and not uh, not not hate and not bitterness.
1: very nice. uh Jordan, one last thing I would of you I ask of you, would you mind giving me a little drop? You got it, man. Um, just uh, Jordan Page, whatever you want to promote. Um, you're listening to The First 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Yeah, you're
12: listening to RazRadio 52. Is that what you want to say? Uh, uh,
1: the First 52 on Raz Radio Live.
12: The First 52. This is Jordan Page. You're listening to The First 52 on RazRadio.com.
1: Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Again, I'll, you, I'll be sending out all your links and everything, and just keep up the good work. We'll talk to you soon.
12: All right, brother. Take care.
1: Peace out. Alright, there goes Jordan Page. Uh, just a hell of a man. He's got so much good things to do and say. Um, Shifty, are you there? Can you hear me?
4: Yeah, yeah, I hear you fine. How about, uh, on your
0: end?
1: Uh, it's not sounding too good. We'll have to figure out why during the break. Um, it like, uh, like I'm low? It might be Skype. We'll, we'll reconnect during the break and see if we're, uh, we can fix it. You're a little hot. Um. Okay. What did you think of Jordan Page's interview? I wanted to bring you in on it, but we were just having some sound issues, um, from the, I think it's a, the fact that it was a landline mixed with the Skype. I was getting a lot of feedback. So I apologize for having to kind of kick you out of that one, but, uh, what, no, what's your you thoughts said, on what was said?
4: You said I was sounding hot, so I'm, I'm back about.
1: That's better. Oh, that sound better now? Yeah, you're better now. Okay.
4: Uh, you know, he's a, uh, he's an interesting guy. And, uh, the thing that I like about him, the most is that out of all these guys and don't get me wrong I have a lot of uh respect for a lot of these guys like Frank Castle and you know we had that night when we uh talked to a lot of them uh but between all of them I'll tell you I really feel like Jordan Page uh he's got a uh he's got his head on his shoulders real tight uh and I don't know I I guess, uh, he knows how to talk to the conservative nerd that is me.
1: (laughs) The conservative nerd that is you. Isn't that the truth?
4: Uh, Well, I mean, look, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, don't let my, uh, don't let my dapper Hyundai Sonata, uh, fool you. I am a nerd.
1: (laughs) Ah, shifty. We love you anyway. It's all right. Um, well, I want to thank Jordan Page again for joining us. If you want to help him out, uh, it's Indiegogo front slash jordan page to get there and, and give him a donation uh you can also go to libertytour.org um to check out how you can help maybe get a liberty fest or a liberty tour in your area um so we're going to keep talking about that and uh and uh see what we can do to help uh grow those numbers for him
4: frank castle scares me
1: <laughs> frank he doesn't scare you yeah, it scares me you scare too easy
4: that's why I uh, that's that's why I like Jordan Page. <coughs> Excuse me. He's uh, nicer. Me and Jordan Page could bake uh, gingerbread cookies together. Uh, <laughs> on the other hand, uh, Frank Castle would uh, beat me to death with a uh, with like a, a a rusty screw or something.
1: Nah, he's a big teddy bear, from what I understand. At least that's uh, that's the impression I get of him. So uh, you know. <laughs> All right, we're uh, we're going to take a break here. Uh, some some interesting and strange music for you guys on this break So I hope you enjoy it You're listening to The First 52 on RazRadioLive.com If you want to join us in the third hour You can give us a call 941-421-0401 uh, Don't forget RazRadioLive.com forward slash chat If you want to talk with uh, Frank and Jordan And whoever else might be hanging out in the chat room there I'm not very good at chatting back So I do apologize But you guys all know that I hope you're having fun in there Uh, We'll be back in a few minutes. RazRadioLive.com.
9: Michael J. Murphy from Why in the World Are They Spraying? You're listening to The First 52.
1: Number three of the first fifty-two on RazRadioLive.com. Who's got a hair now, Shifty? I All right, guys. I, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the interview with Jordan Page. I love talking to the guy. He is—he's such a smart guy. He's—he's just—he's uh, just, uh, he's just a, a breath of fresh air the cult of personality. And here we are, going into the third hour. <clears throat> Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, we've had some excellent, excellent numbers tonight. I've been really happy with what I've seen, um, so I appreciate everybody joining us and listening in. I hope we gain some new listeners from having Jordan Page. Hope you enjoyed what you heard. Um, we like to have fun, but we like to share information. So I got Shifty back with me, and I think Toads. Shifty, how you doing, buddy? How, how you sounding? I'm doing good. You're doing good. Sounds, know, right,
4: you, you tell me how I'm doing. Only sounds, you
1: can tell. Uh, it sounds like we got rid of our issues, at least on my end, that I can I can hear you nice and clear. And we got four-toed. Is that you, buddy? I am here, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not getting feedback, so that's good. So You know,
4: I think that what it is is,
1: uh, never mind technical jargon, that we'll talk about it another yeah, time. we'll talk about it another time. So, um yeah. Hair on my ass and not – I think we got one there, shifty.
4: You should have, you should have done it the whole thing. But did you see the uh, – did you see – throughout the country song, I was panning through my bald spot and looking at it because I haven't done that in forever. Uh, I was trying to and, figure out what you were doing. And I really got to ask you, uh, and, and I'll put a picture of it out on Twitter. I really don't care. But the question is uh, – is it time for me to just shave it all off, honestly? No, you'd look really stupid bald, so keep it. No, but, but, wait a minute. There's gotta, I mean, do I, I get a toupee? Do I, I mean, look, we're, you can get the hairspray.
1: You know that, that black spray, you know, the spray hair in the can. <laughs> what do you think, Forto? Do you think that would work for Shifty?
3: <laughs> yeah, definitely. He should, he should put some shoe polish on his head.
1: There you go. But, Absolutely.
4: No, but seriously, this is a, this is a good topic for, for men of, a, of, of our age. You know, if you have high test- testosterone, like I do, you tend to have balding issues. That's what it's linked to. So what do you do? Like, what is what is today's thing to do? Like, I don't really care that much, but I, I do Save think it's unsightly.
1: Yeah, we'll shave it Save then, it out, I guess. Totally bald. Is that what you would do? Or, or grow a comb over. No, no I, I would,
3: I would, I would, uh, I would shave it off. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't deal with the uh, with the comb over.
1: The comb over makes you look like you molest people. Uh, see, I don't know if you've ever noticed my head shifty, but um, I have a nice head of hair, and I'm not really an issue I have to worry about. Sorry,
4: it's that low testosterone
1: you have. It's a low test. Yeah, I've got three kids. I don't think I have low testosterone.
4: Michael Jackson had children.
1: <laughs> <You're> t- <coughs> Excuse me, point, motherfucker. All right, all right. Uh, let's talk some, uh, let's talk some topic. <clears throat> we had Jordan. Well, I wanted to
3: comment on, on the Jordan page thing. I thought that was an excellent interview. And I think it's an excellent idea to try to get people together to, to play at it bases. It's almost like a form of counter recruiting. Yeah. You know, well, he it, said, you know, he woke up that one guy was in, in Afghanistan because it was music. You know, could you imagine, could you imagine Jordan page and rebel link? And I, I would love to see, uh, ice click of course there too. But, uh, That'd be a fucking kick ass show. If I had money, I would donate.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anybody out there that can, please do. Um, it's, it's not much. Uh, like I said, you know, five is the minimum. You want to get a the signed album, you know, you get 50 bucks in there. Um, hell, if you got the money, you can get, a, for $5,000, you can be the executive producer. Uh, you get an executive producer credit in the album. Um, in the, in the album liner notes, a one hour Skype guitar lesson, uh, and all the perks of the $500 level. So, uh, a lot of stuff. In home concert. So, I don't know, man. If you got the money, help them out. That's, uh, that's, uh, Indiegogo.com, Jordan Page. Check it out. Help them out. So, uh, <clears throat> have you gotten, uh, sitting there? Oh, you don't have a computer, do you, uh, Dave? No. Well, I, I, the
3: computer's in the other room. Okay. Oh, so I, I can't, I don't have it in front of me.
1: Well, I just was curious if you got a chance to look at any articles that were up there.
3: Um. <clears throat> no, I did see the, the one article. The first article that I have up there is, uh, about uh, the cash for cars or the clunker, whatever the hell that thing is. That was, what a miserable failure that was.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll get on that towards the end of the show here. Um, I wanted to touch on, since we were just coming out of the whole gun talk, um, I have an article up posted, uh, where'd this come from? AWR Hawkins. Uh, and the headline of it is FBI: More people killed with hammers, clubs each year than rifles. Did you hear that statistic that came out?
3: Yeah, but I think it's the specific rifle. I think it's the AR. Let's see because here. I don't. I don't think it's because there. You know, there's 10,000 murders a year. It can't be 317, or whatever ridiculously low number, low number it is.
0: Right, right. I um, think. I think
3: they're. I think they're saying you know the AR has killed 317 people. Meanwhile, every hammer and sold in America has killed you know. Well, that's the way they always do
1: this. Yeah, that's you know how they always play these little uh, games here. I'm looking at the 323 murders committed with a rifle, but 496 with a hammer is what you're talking about. One of the the things they go there, and there's a link for another article. So that's part of the research that we do when we talk about these things. Is is you go to that link in there and pull it up and see what and, and that has to And these arguments
3: are futile, you know. Bringing up statistics that you know that cars kill more people, or you know, that doctors kill hundred thousand people a year by accident. Um, they don't care. All they care about is taking away stuff from you. It doesn't matter. It's not rational. The whole thought process is not rational. He just so, want our stuff. coming up with statistics is irrelevant.
1: Well, what I'm looking at here, though, is um, it's not just specifically an AR. It is rifles in general, like a mm-hmm. hunting rifle um cuz it goes through here the total murder victims which was 12,664 total firearms that were of that was 805 or 8,583 of that 600 6,220 handguns 323 rifles 356 shotguns uh, other type of gun or type not stated was 1,684 uh that's an interesting number Mm-hmm. Um, how would you not know whether, what kind of round it was that, that shot in the statistic?
3: Well, you know, if it's a 9mm round, it could, have, it could have come from a, a rifle. rifle. Yeah, have that come is from true. A the stuff. high that, points. The point, well, undetermined.
1: Yeah, the high points. High point rifle is a 9mm round, so that's true. Right, um, the one
3: that was used in a uh, Columbine. Post assault weapons ban.
1: That was a high point? I didn't know that was a high point.
3: Yeah, a high point nine millimeter.
1: We lost Shifty. I don't know what happened to him. He, he was. I, I'm staring at his studio room empty so uh <laughs> who knows and then it goes into uh the blunt objects hammers clubs 496 personal weapons hands fists feet blah blah blah. 726 poison 5 pushed or thrown out a window 2 explosion uh was 12 and it looks like it goes on but i can't see what's next here oh, there we go fire 75 murder by fire that's an interesting one drowning of 15 strangulation of 85 Asphyxiation of eighty nine, and then there's an other category of eight hundred and fifty three murders. Other, yeah. So
3: you you can't stop crazy, you know. You can't legislate it. And those statistics show you right there that you know. Well, handguns are the primary tool to use in a, in a murder. It's not the only one.
1: But it's so funny though. I'm looking through this list of this is the list is uh, crimes in the United States 2011, and it's on the FBI webpage, right? And as I'm scanning down, I'm, I'm actually kind of amused by what they track. Roma- romantic Triangle is one of the things they track. Really? Yeah. And in a Romantic Triangle, the total amount of murders were 85 for the year of 2011.
3: That's nationwide? Yeah. I would think that number would be higher.
1: Uh, well, I guess, uh, that's the only ones they could prove were, uh, were, uh, were that oh we got to ban babysitters 39 kids were killed by the child care child killed by babysitter <laughs> this is interesting I've never actually really sat down and looked at this um, those sniper attacks in 2011 one person was killed by sniper attack yeah believe that I do that's kind of crazy so that's a, all the kind of stuff you can learn but so the statistic is really um it's that's what it is 300 and uh, 23 were by rifle so but then there was what 1000 something by handgun so
3: right but again you can boil it down to you know this, this comparing statistic against statistic it's you know in the end it's irrelevant because you know they're 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 trying to band-aid a, a solution that will not stop anything
1: in the end it really doesn't matter
3: Right. I mean, we could talk about how many assault weapons are owned and how little are used
1: in the commission of a crime. You know,
3: it doesn't matter. They don't care.
1: So do you think they're going to I mean, we've seen a couple bills, the Illinois bill, get slowed down or knocked down or or whatever it be. Um,
3: It's just a matter of time before it becomes law.
1: Yeah. Do you think they're going to do you think they're going to get away with it? You think they're going to be able to pull it off?
3: Uh, Listen, you know, Illinois or Chicago is against the the, the Second Amendment as it is because the the Mm. right for you to bear arms should not be infringed, and it's infringed. You cannot own a concealed weapon. That's why they had
1: 500-and-something murders or 400-and-something murders, whatever. uh, 523, I think, it came out to be for last year. Right.
3: Right. So, you know, it's obviously, you know, the laws that they have that that restricts you from gun ownership uh, is not working the way they intended it to. You know, and they'll just, they'll just, you know, the typical government fashion. They'll be like, well, I want more here. I want to do it here. I want to do it here. Just like the red light cameras. You know, uh, Lakeland now wants more red light cameras. Meanwhile, St. Petersburg in the last two years has already figured out that it's, it's caused more crashes. And they're trying to figure out if they want more. And it's only revenue enhancement. And I've seen that with my own eyes, how they actually sh- either turn off or cover the, uh, the don't walk sign. You know, when it starts to flash to kind of give you an idea what the light's about to change. Right. So, they're setting it up so that you do blow the light. And it's all revenue enhancement.
1: Well, and if you think about it, the sad thing about it is it's revenue enhancement, but they're not even getting all the revenue. You know, a lot of that goes, most of it goes to the private company that that's leased these cameras, you know, to them. Right,
3: and... How much? You, how much do you want to bet that somebody that's on the board or somebody that's a heavy investor in that company
1: or wife happens or. to be in Congress? Right. Oh, I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure. Something along those lines. There, um, there's always, there's always that game. Somebody always knows, or somebody always
3: invests in a company that they wound up, you know, like what was that guy Michael Chertoff uh, after he left uh, the Bush administration with the body scanners, the, uh, the backscatter machine. Yep.
1: Yep. Michael Chardoff, Yep. That, that, that ball that's another one. He reminds me of our, our governor here, the Skeletor. Right. <laughs> so did you see the, uh, the White House arrested the GMO petitioner?
3: No, I did not.
1: Yeah. Um, Alexis Baden-Meyer, uh, they were trying to deliver, uh, petitions to the White House. There was a bunch of them out front, uh, and, uh, they arrested them. Uh, there's a, there's a video. I don't want to play the whole thing. It's 10 minutes long, but it pretty much, go. Oh, Ooh, we got so
3: much for the redress of government. Yeah, redress of grievance to the government.
1: Yeah, you can't, you can't uh, get away with it anymore. It's, it's, it's yep. really a, a sad thing. You have
3: to go through quote unquote proper channels, which yeah. just means that I'll never get anywhere.
1: It is sad. Uh, I got an unknown caller on the line here. Who we got there? Hello, unknown. Going once. It's just me. Oh, how you doing?
8: One second, I gotta redo this damn thing.
1: Uh oh, is this is this is this? I, I can't tell if it's Kevin or Salty because you both sound the same. Hello, yeah, he's redoing his thing. Well, he'll come back to us. Um, <clears throat> it's Kevin, but
8: for some reason I'm having a delay. I'll call you right back.
1: All right, Kev. He's probably mad at me because I didn't accept his uh, his uh, Skype request yet. Oh. <laughs> um, so I also got here, Dave, to continue along. Shifty, are you back? Because I'm staring at your ceiling. Uh, <laughs> I guess that would be a yes.
4: Yeah, I, th- I think it's here, buddy.
1: Oh, did you get the flu? Me and Colin G. Brady. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. Got the flu. Came on you, I guess. No. It's horrible, man. You went to the affected, uh, an infected wedding and you got it.
4: I no. Come on, dude. The incubation period is longer than that. But I will tell you this. I just had a, uh, I, I just had this, this sudden urge, just like Colin G. Brady did, and I ran to the bathroom and it was all bad. That's oh, all I'll say. This a, is a nice show.
1: That's a horrible thing to say. <laughs> well, there's a half Thank hour you. left and I got Dave here if you want to go, uh, continue I, I to heard pray. you had a caller. Was that me? Uh, no, it was Kevin Harris. He had to, we had a major delay, so he's going to call back in a couple minutes. <laughs> oh, no, speaking of the devil, there he is. That son of a bitch. We added him in. Kevin, you there? Still got the delay, don't we? An unknown phone number he's listed as. yeah. Kevin. Kevin. Is the
8: son of a bitch working now?
1: I don't know. Is it working?
8: God damn it.
1: No, still got Call a delay. The future.
4: Call the future and tell them the Packers won. Yeah,
1: right? <laughs> Fix this. <clears throat> so, uh... No, that's a big fucking delay. Yeah, it's a way delay. All right, so, uh... Dave, I'm looking here. Texas cop cites gangs as justification for unconstitutional checkpoints. This kind of connects to what we were talking about early earlier with the uh, checkpoints here in uh, in uh, Hernandez and Pasead and all the county up on your your end there. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing. Is they're saying they're trying to document all gang members. Uh, It's uh, in a practice that officials acknowledge has been ongoing for more than a year now. Cops in Texas are setting up roadside checkpoints and photographing suspects, citing gang gang culture as justification.
3: So wait a minute, all they're doing is photographing them?
1: They're stopping them at roadside checkpoints, photographing them. Let's see what else they're doing here. Uh, oh, they're stopping them.
3: Okay. With no probable cause, right?
1: Well, the checkpoint. I'm right. Stencils. That's what I'm saying. No
3: probable cause. Right.
1: And then if they have a tattoo or, or something, they... Uh, stencils of their tattoos so they can yeah. go get them
4: themselves with their girlfriends. Yeah. They like hardcore bitches. <laughs> yeah, right? That's what I always thought. Here it
1: is. Uh, passengers are questioned and in certain instances, individuals are asked by investigators to submit, voluntarily submit to having a photograph taken of their gang-affiliated tattoos. The information is then vetted for inclusion in a state database. What, if they, have-
3: the, what, what they said there, right? Voluntarily. Which means they'll be like, I'm going to have to ask you to come over here on the, so I can take a picture.
1: And, and if you say so no, they, what do you think happens?
3: Uh, it just uh, set. These, these things disgust me. I'm glad I'm on vacation. I'm not reading this shit anymore.
1: Uh, you got to get away every once in a while, but you just couldn't stay away forever, could you? No. <laughs> it's too hard to. Right. So, uh, Shifty, what do you think of that? <laughs> um, um. I don't know that I have much of a
4: problem with that. You don't. Of course you don't. You're a
1: fucking statist. <laughs> Here you go.
4: <laughs> I. I gotta tell you. I mean, look. The, the bottom line is, is the gangs, uh, you know, if these people are bad people. But then again, I mean, look, I, am I'm also a well-known racist. I think it's perfectly okay to, uh, you know, to, to profile in our, um, in our airport. You know what?
3: You you know why you're thinking that? Because you, you have what? A two-year-old daughter. If you had a 19-year-old son who had his hat tilted to the side and a tattoo across his chest and a, and a fast car, he fits the profile. Yeah. And that's my son. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's my son that's my son it looks just like it me directly
1: oh do we have Kevin back
4: yes we that do sure.
1: there we go so so, uh, what were your thoughts Kevin now that we got you off the delay and uh, talking with us
8: about guns and gun control
1: about whatever, uh, whatever stroke, your, stroke your fancy oh, well
8: I was trying to log in on a gun control thing and you know my thoughts on that
1: <laughs> Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, we were talking about the, uh, the 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 false or not false statistics, but the statistics of hammers and blunt objects, and we went through a bunch of that. Um, Dave seems to think, uh, um, what did you say, Dave? Refresh my memory. They,
3: they have an agenda, and you could you could hit them mm-hmm. with all kinds of facts and figures and truths and evidence, That's and they don't care.
1: They're going to you know, do you their boil thing. boil down no. the
3: numbers, Wait. but it just doesn't matter to them.
8: Numbers. You're going to say, hey, we have your facts here, we're glad you have them, and we're going to move on to our agenda, and it doesn't matter what the fuck you're going to say. The only way you're going to stop them is having people in the the the, the Congress or whatever the hell it is, the, the state legislature, legislature, that are going to say, hey, you know what? We believe what you believe, and we're going to help stop it. Otherwise, other words, it's going to move forward.
3: Right. Well, here's how they get around that. Is what the, what the Feds will do to the state is that they'll they'll say, well, you have to in order for you to get this chunk of money to improve your libraries or schools or you know your health package, whatever, you have to you know enact these, this thing. This is exactly how they got the national speed limit done, you know, 30, 40 years ago. This is how they get the uh, the seatbelt laws. Is they always attach it to something to money for the state, and uh, it, it's just a matter of time before uh, the, the the federal government it just takes over.
0: Well, that's what they want. we're a lot
8: smarter now. You
1: think we're a lot smarter now, Kev?
8: Well, compared to 30, 40 years ago, I'm not trying to argue with Dave, and he is absolutely right. You want um, federal funding for whatever, you guys are going to say we're going to do it and we're not going to argue with you. But when it comes time for gun control, Americans, in my opinion, I mean, I have a 25 caliber sitting on my desk right now. I carry it with me every day. I like my guns. Well, we no, have Americans
1: a, do. Yeah, we have a big gun culture in this country. I mean, this country wouldn't be here if it wasn't for guns. I mean, we wouldn't have, have been able to fight off the British. We wouldn't have been able to to hunt and, and get things going in the beginning. So we wouldn't have
3: been able to kill all those Indians and take over the country.
1: Well, we use blankets right. too. <laughs> we gave them casinos. Yeah, yeah, we gave them casinos. But no, I mean, remember, Dave? They they used all kinds of weapons to kill off the Indians too. They got the the the. Blankets that they got, what was it, a polio that they put all over it and then gave it to them, opened bed sores, opened sores all over the blankets and gave it to them. That's how they totally killed off a lot of them. You know? Yeah,
3: but it's, it's brute force. It wasn't just, you know, well it, it, You know, the primary weapon or the primary offense was, you know.
1: Well, you can go to Picketin you can go to Picketern Security, um, which worked with the Rockefellers back in the olden days, uh, 1800s and, and would go into towns that, that were gold towns and just murder their town so that the Rockefellers could get that property to mine the gold or the oil or whatever it was they wanted from that space. Yeah. You know, they the,
3: do it, and, and now it's done all over the world. You know, somebody,
1: it's a little
3: town in Africa, they they have resources they want. That's what the...
1: That's Afghanistan. The, yeah. Well, why are we in Afghanistan? What What are the elements? Who can tell me the two elements in Afghanistan that we want? Uh, Lithium. Mm-hmm. And I forget the other one. Poppy. Right. <laughs> we got to have our poppy. Come on. How's, how else are we going to have our painkillers? Come on. Yeah. What do you mean, come on, Shifty? It's proven. In
3: country, they arrest you. Just here in Pinellas County, they arrested a guy. I uh, saw it on Bainesville Line this morning. They, they arrested a guy who had a grow-op, right? So I'm reading through the article. He had four plants, and they call it a grow-operation. Like, it's a big deal. And they arrest people here for that. But yet the, the, the United States military protects the poppy fields over in Afghanistan.
1: Yep. That's what they do, Shifty, if you didn't know that. Yeah, come on. Okay, well, as we're talking here, what do we got? We got 35 after. Before the end of the show, I'm going to play you a clip of a military major or general or whatever the hell he was, lieutenant, uh, saying exactly that, that they're there protecting the poppy fields. So as we continue this discussion, I will find that, and I will play it for you.
4: Yeah, but but look, I don't care what one guy says. You know, it's just like everybody's saying that we were in Afghanistan for the oil. Go fuck yourself. No, we weren't we, in Afghanistan for oil. We weren't in we weren't in Iraq for oil. We weren't in Afghanistan for oil. We're never gonna be anywhere for oil when our gas prices are rising. Okay,
1: it, it's, it's not a dog and pony show. Yeah, it is total dog and pony show. Not
4: true.
3: Really? So you don't think the actual that they, the the U.S. military protects the oil tankers leaving the uh, the Strait of Hormuz there to come of over to here? Of course I
4: do. Of course I do. But uh, that's but we're there for what then? Protecting the oil that no, don't don't take that as a declarative statement because it was not protecting the oil that we uh, you know that that is in this country that needs to be exported to other countries to make industry continue to move forward. Is fine,
3: but the wait. A way minute. Why is it fine? Why why does my tax dollars have to go to the American military to protect a business interest?
4: Well, uh, listen, I don't agree with I don't <clears throat> agree with that. Okay, listen, I don't I don't agree with the you fact. Just, wait a
3: minute, your 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 logic I, is flawed because you just said you you agree with it. Now you say you don't agree with it.
1: I got to come what up with a segment for this for the, the name of a segment for you two for when you do this because it's it's fun. I really enjoy listening to you two go back and forth.
3: I, I'm, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's
1: enjoyable. Enjoyed. Wait, 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 it's wait! Here it is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I got stream running in the background. There we go.
11: intimidate the population. Joining us from Helmand Province is Geraldo Rivera. Good morning to you, Geraldo. Tell us what you've seen during your days there in Afghanistan. Hi, Allison, Dave, and Clayton. Yes, in some ways, the Marines' brilliantly executed invasion of Marja, this town in the middle of Helmand province, was the easy part. The hard part now is governing this province, a province, as you suggest, that has become addicted to opium in many, many ways. That is the principal crop that is being grown here. Uh, The Taliban lend the farmers the money. They are indebted to the Taliban. They have to grow the opium. Now, the Marines, in their success, are, in a sense, a victim of their success because now the population is, uh, you know, they have these opium fields, and we are tolerating it. We are tolerating the cultivation of the opium because we know that if we were to destroy it now, the population would turn against the Marines and it would be a real security risk. Let me introduce Lieutenant Colonel Brian Christmas. He's the commanding officer of the 3rd Battalion, 6th Marines. Uh, Really a a wonderful group of uh, Marines here. Uh, I know that you care deeply about this, uh, this contradiction, the fact that uh, here you have one of the best fighting forces in the world ever mounted, uh, and in a sense, uh, you're watching as uh, this opium is being grown. I know it, it grinds at your gut. Uh, how do you deal with it? What are you doing about it? Well, uh, frankly, this is a part of the culture. So uh, while it might grind in my gut, it, it's what they do. Uh, we, we provide them security, we're providing them resources, and we're providing them alternatives. And the alternatives uh, are different crops to grow. They're getting the seed and the fertilizer to do it. Uh, they can they can rotate any of their crops uh, that they want. If they want to get rid of their wheat and grow cotton for the winter, they can do that, and we're going to help them do it. Uh, so the same thing goes for the pot. So you think that, uh, you know, we were at the market, and everywhere we go, they're selling these So, the, the Shifty, devices.
1: there you go. Yeah, Geraldo, the, the height of, of, of <laughs> journalistic integrity. The height of journalism. You gonna make me bring up another one for you? I can easily bring you up. Right, well, he,
3: he's he's, just, he's he's a statist man. Of course, he does not believe that the government does wrong. That's he not just true. like Mexican shifty. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, while all these things may be true, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> look, the, the, what I was trying to explain a minute ago, though, is that I don't agree with the fact that we're in Afghanistan to begin with. Okay. okay. Mhm. Given the fact that we're there, if you do we need to if make you money. go there, you then have to protect the exports from moving out so that way the world economy can continue to move.
1: So wait, 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 wait stop. So we have to protect the export of poppy which is used to make prescription drugs and heroin. Um, we have to protect the export of that to our country so that our people can get arrested for using prescription drugs illegally and using heroin so they can go in a private prison so that the people that run the private prison can make the money from the government that they're going to make for housing us as they have us make products for them that they're selling.
4: <gasps> no, I was back to oil.
1: You're back to oil again.
4: Yeah, I was back to oil because, because, well, because, because you have right no now, defense on the poppy. Have
1: you have no defense on the poppy, so you have to go back to oil.
4: Well, no, I mean, I still wanted to explain the, the oil thing. That being said, uh, I gotta tell you, I think the responsible thing for us to do is to burn the poppy fields. Uh, fuck them and their, their, their gray market bullshit that they're doing over there by pushing heroin so that way they can control the mines. Of 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 weak minded people that end up being these uh these, these these you know super terrorist people. That's I mean that's <laughs> my opinion, and maybe I'm. Why not more...
8: grow it over here? Huh? Sorry. So why not grow the poppy over here? There's deserts over here it's... too. There's I li- I fucking live in one. There's a lot of land out here. I don't think we should
4: be
1: growing the poppy anywhere. Well, how uh, are you going to get your painkillers?
8: For some pharmaceuticals.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's how oxys are made. Do we need oxys? Go on. Go on.
4: Any, <laughs> do, do, do you guys know where Go On was started? By the way.
1: Oh, please educate us. Great shift, though.
4: Yeah. I, I, listen, I'm in in this community anyway. Go On started when uh Bubba wrote the letters uh when when everyone was writing the Fords uh and then Bubba wrote a letter about Spice and Spice. Mm-hmm, I remember that. Yeah, and and it was the first time anybody in this little radio community had used "go on" because Bubba was talking about how great Spice is, and Spice was just quiet for like three four minutes, and then
1: he was uh, like, "Go on!" Yeah, I do
4: remember that now. Yeah, we looked at, and and Bubba goes, "You know, well, are you gonna say anything?" And he was like, "Go on, keep <laughs> going," and, and it just ended up being a thing. I don't know, but anyway, uh, listen, I I don't. Oxys can go to hell. Do we need uh do we need poppy for morphine? Anybody anybody? Um, yeah,
3: have you ever, have you gone through surgery? No. Yeah, all right. Well, talk to me when you <laughs> yeah. actually use a medicinal uh portion of uh morphine.
4: Oh, I've never used I've never used poppy for anything medicinal. Sorry.
3: Recreation <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, medicinal. <laughs> hey, by the way, just so you guys know, I'm I'm getting high right now, so uh, I'm about to get
1: stupid stupid <laughs> too funny allegedly what do you mean, what you get... allegedly allegedly
4: it's you the truth you're going to call me before you leave Sarasota or you're going to cool guy me
3: Uh, we'll see what happens
1: we'll see what happens <laughs> he's going to cool guy you
4: you're a
3: cool guy I got family things to do here
4: you know? you're going to fucking cool guy me what you should be doing is is asking me you should
3: be doing is, is asking me to see if he wanted to come here
1: yeah because he's got a nicer place shift what is? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> he's, well, he's, you know, he's on longboat. So, uh, Yeah,
3: and I, we got a heated pool. We I want to.
1: S- oh. Let's hear, uh, we're gonna do a quick, uh, here. Let's hear, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get this out eventually. Uh, we're gonna hear, <laughs> my mouth isn't working properly this evening. Let's hear Lee Camp's, uh, review of 2012, and, uh, we'll, we'll go from there. We got no plans, no plans
14: at all. Even This
10: is your moment of clarity and the final word on 2012. If it's important and it happened in 2012, then it's in this recap. Or I forgot it. One of the two. The year 2012 saw the U.S. economy slogging along in its ridiculous, unsustainable pattern like a drunk hobo. But on the plus side... Seven living trees and a clean river were found in Pennsylvania. They've been bought by Monsanto. The U.S. presidential election finally concluded a mere six years after it began, or at least it felt that way. If we're so proud of our democratic process, why does it feel... Like a fucking bell movement! Whether you were for Obama or Romney or the Pillsbury Doughboy, we all had the same response the morning after the election. Oh, God, that was awful. Oh, Oh, Jesus, merciful Lord, can we never do that again. The true story of the presidential election is the aggressive suppression of any ideas outside the two-party system, whether it was due to the vast amount of money needed to compete or the Green Party candidate Jill Stein being arrested and chained to a chair during the second debate, not kidding, or Ron Paul being forced to wear the Silence of the Lambs mask during the GOP primary. The moral was the same. Play the two-party plutocracy game or shut the fuck up. Also, in 2012, a bunch of nerds found the Higgs boson particle, which apparently is everywhere, as if we're all walking around in an invisible KY jelly or something. And this is the first most people...
1: Yeah. You gotta love when that happens. So You gotta stop downloading your audio. Right? I know, I know. I need more storage space. That's my and issue. The-
4: I have a headline for you guys It's going to make your uh, your heads all on. Here's some advice,
10: scientists. Stop telling us what you're finding. It's creepy, and we don't know how to incorporate your universal KY jelly shit into our daily routine of watching Honey Boo Boo and X Factor. Rather than telling us everything, just come out with a statement once a week that says X Factor and the Honey Boo Boo Show will not be affected by the crazy... Eye-bulging Doctor Who on a bad day stuff we found this week. It's crazy stuff. Also, Curiosity landed on Mars, which is another massive feat for mankind. And what have we learned from the rover? Well, we've learned that Earth is a pretty sweet deal, and we should probably stop shitting all over it. Just like 2011, 2012 was a huge year for the slow but evident global awakening as alternative media is showing people just how our corrupt world works. Julian Assange and Bradley Manning continued to sit in jail cells or similar because of their efforts to reveal the truth. Pussy Riot joined them and Pussy Riot didn't just show everyone how welcome free speech is in Russia, in Russia, but they also succeeded in getting every major news outlet to say the phrase Pussy Riot. Some networks tried to use euphemisms, but calling the band Feminine Flower Ruckus just doesn't have the same ring. Speaking of Pussy Riot, Representative Todd Aiken asked whether rape could be viewed as more of a family entertainment like Tetherball or Apples to Apples rather than as a crime. And women nationwide finally woke the fuck up, turned off the Ellen DeGeneres show, and told rich white men making vagina decisions to go fuck themselves because they wouldn't be getting laid any other way. Workers stood up to Walmart's everyday low wages on a national level for the first time in Walmart's history, forcing the Walmart heirs to look up from the Fabergé egg omelet inseminated with narwhal sperm that their servant's chef's assistant was cooking for their dog's assistant dog. And that wasn't the only labor action that took place in 2012, thanks to workers standing up around the world. There were also protests against the austerity being forced down the throats of people worldwide. The Eurozone struggled and Greece became a test run for whether the bankers and the wealthy can successfully crush democracy. Meanwhile, the LIBOR scandal broke open, which undermined the trust in the entire global market and yet doesn't seem to be on any list of the biggest news stories of 2012 except this one. There were also countless protests against the destruction of the planet, everything from fracking to the tar sands pipeline to climate change Actions to idle no more. You know, once your house is underwater and your tap water is flammable, it's tough to believe when Fox News tells you it's not. And Call Me Maybe was popular. Of course, 2012 will also be remembered for Hurricane Sandy and Occupy Sandy, helping the hurricane victims who lost their houses. Occupy foreclosures also tried to keep people in their houses around the country. The latter was fighting not against nature, but against the immense, unyielding greed of the big banks. Another Occupy offshoot, called Strike Debt or Rolling Jubilee, has raised half a million dollars to erase over ten million dollars of debt, effectively bailing out the people who truly need it. Plus, Rolling Jubilee. Fucking cool name. I'm running out of time here, but there was also a bit of death and destruction in Syria, something in Libya. Lance Armstrong died, and Neil Armstrong used steroids. Wait. Got that backwards. Facebook face-planted, butt-chugging beers was on the rise, and there was also a tinge of gun massacres here in the U.S., but none of that matters because Gangnam Style is on! Lastly, in 2012, the world came together for the London Olympics, but one of the most enduring moments seems to be when U.S. gymnast Michaela Moroni was not impressed with her silver medal, spawning an entire not-impressed trend. Perhaps this touched a nerve inside the global psyche. We're not impressed with the path humankind is on. We can clearly do better. Perhaps a 16-year-old gymnast with a name bestowed upon her from the trailer park gods has something to teach us all. That's been your Moment of Clarity year in review. And also in 2012, Moment of Clarity surpassed 12,000 subscribers on YouTube and is almost at 200 episodes. Thank you, everyone, for being a part of it. Keep fighting
14: no plans at
1: all evil man uh, no, yeah man he does uh he does a good job i like what he puts out i don't always again i say this every time i play him i don't always agree with him 100 uh some things i just don't agree with but that's the 80 80 20 rule i almost said 80 40 that's the 80 20 rule that we always talk about and um you know it's 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 important to to find where we can meet common grounds and move forward
8: well, you're not supposed to agree with everybody all the time. If you don't agree, that what makes it good,
1: right? Well, yeah, absolutely. It can make for a better situation by not agreeing, if it's done right and not used as a divide to keep people fighting.
8: Let's take your chat box, for instance. I hate it. <laughs> you Me too. Hate it. You hate <laughs> it. Easy. We have a solution. Don't worry about it.
1: Okay, I'm sorry you hate our chat box. What's well, the solution? <laughs> it just keeps keeps locking up on me. Oh, it's locking up on you? Cool. It kicks people out, and, and it's not intuitive.
3: Yeah, I know, Dave. Well, wait a minute. And... You don't have to go to the website. Whereas, if we did an IRC channel, people could use, you know, their, their favorite IRC program on their tel- cell phones and, and computers and shit like that. I'll right, we'll so, discuss all that. Me and Dave will fix it. We did an IRC channel, people it's could like use, me. you know, their, their favorite IRC program on their tel- cell phones and, and computers and shit like
1: that. I'll right, we'll discuss know. all that. Me and Dave
3: <laughs> will fix it. Ooh. We did an IRC channel, people
1: it's it's could I- use. Oh, I got a major loop going on there. I don't know what that's all about. That was rather interesting. I was hearing myself yeah. again. So, uh, you guys there? It was so
3: important, it had to be said three times.
1: Yeah, that was weird. Where did that come from? I have um, no idea. Should I admit that, or should I just uh, yeah, sit here? Yeah, you should just sit there. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. All right, we're running up on the last couple minutes here. Um, Kevin, you got your show tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Week in Review. Uh, you got a bunch scheduled uh, to go over?
8: Yes, we do. I've actually uh, I had a week off last week, so I'm just... Uh, Loading up new stories and getting Jesse to shut his fucking mouth off long enough <laughs> for me to talk and have him chime in.
4: I try to help with that when I call in there.
8: Yeah, feel free to call in. Everybody, uh, ACR can call. I don't care who calls in, as long as you know it's commenting on this on this thing, and we can just run like we do now. This is a really well organized talk
1: session. I like this. It's just about keeping, you know, watching what's going on and, and paying attention real closely. And, and everybody under, under, out there that really listens normally knows that, uh, you know, you're live when you come on, wait to be, wait to be addressed. And, you know, just, just follow the rules of talk radio. It's, it's not hard. It's pretty simple. And you the
8: know, good think, thing is, uh, trucker Mike has new phones. So it doesn't sound like a wind tunnel
1: no more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds much better. Go ahead, Chef.
4: I think part of it, Kevin, is, is that sometimes, uh, you end up with three, four people on the phone. And I think that sometimes it might be, uh, it might behoove you to, uh, you know, not have more than two people on the phone that, um, uh, or maybe not even more than one, uh, of somebody that doesn't sit behind a microphone on a normal basis, uh, just because, you know, there's, there, You know, a a lot of people don't know, but there's a lot of etiquette that that goes into being able to properly do this. Not that any of us properly do this. (laughs) We try to. I
3: think think we at least try. Like, I try to keep my mouth shut from time to time, but sometimes, you know, I
4: can't. I mean, I I guess I'm being very polite, uh, in saying that, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just sometimes you have to know when to talk and you have to know when, you know, you, you can, you know, move in. And I think that it's, it's something that, uh, all of us and, and I, I think, Everybody still continues to learn. You know, I don't think that anybody ever stops learning that.
1: No, no, everybody's always, <laughs> always trying to learn it.
4: What was that?
3: That must have been Kevin and his, uh, Sam Broadcast. It
1: wasn't me. <laughs> no, Kevin, it was me. I'm fooling around. Anyway, um, so we got your show so tomorrow. We got Kevin's show tomorrow. He's got a lot going on there. Shifty, you'll probably be popping in and bothering them at one point in time, I'm sure. Um, Unless, unless you're on the shitter and you can't get off it.
4: If uh if I'm dead with the flu, yeah, I won't. Uh if the Redskins win, um I will. Uh if the Redskins lose, I may not, I may be dead.
1: Oh, you didn't uh, I'm surprised you didn't try to throw in any uh NFL scores or anything tonight. You're not very uh, excited unact- about these playoff games, are you?
4: Everybody knows that Christian Ponder uh went inactive about an hour before the game started, just completely fucking Vegas, really, really, really bad. Uh, so that game was almost not worth talking about. And uh, just in case anybody didn't notice, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals were overpowered by the uh, Houston Texans, I believe nineteen to thirteen, ending the uh, uh, reign of Andy Dalton. Uh,
8: Did he visit the Radio I O Christmas party and catch a flu from uh, Rick? No,
4: Andy Dalton's just a, a ginger, so he has no soul and can't throw footballs properly. Yeah. Oh, are you talking about Christian Ponder? No, he uh, sprained his vagina. Yeah. I mean, he uh, screwed up his
5: elbow. Huh.
1: And that's something I have no clue what either one of you were talking about. So, Dave, you got any uh, final words?
5: No, not at all.
3: Uh, glad to be part of it again. Thanks for having me.
1: No, we were missing you a little bit there, I'll say. I need a break from you every once in a while, but uh, yeah, we were missing you a little bit. I was, yeah so,
3: so, we all need a break even i need a break for me sometimes
1: <laughs> exactly those those skype beeps are killing me the skype beat oh the rings you can turn that off if you want like i said go ahead have at it i just i, I kind of got to leave them on for me because um i i don't notice when it's ringing because my microphone blocks my view of that computer monitor
3: what you could do is you could change mm-hmm. the sounds you don't have to have it at the you know stock Loud, intrusive Skype sound—you can get, you know, like a a little beep or something like that—that that, that you'll know, but it won't be too intrusive.
1: Right. Yeah, I'll have to look and play with it a little bit. You, you're welcome to play with it, though, or turn them off if it's better for you, Kev, during your show. God forbid you move the microphone. No, it's where I like it to be. It's yeah. where I need it to be, my friend. It's got to be Mike there, it right in his face. I like it right in my face. <laughs> that's how we like it here, right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was supposed to be a cue for my I, Shifty. I need you like sitting physically in front of my computer. Okay, and uh, well, figure out what, what's going on with it for me.
4: I told you we. Ne- I told you what we needed to do, and you need to back everything up. I know, I know, I know. Just uh, uh you know.
1: Well, guys, I appreciate you joining me tonight, uh, Shifty, Dave, Kevin, uh, Chuck, or Mike gave us a call. Jordan Page, great interview. Uh, cover a lot of different topics, a lot of audio. Uh, pay attention for a week in review tomorrow, and I'll be back next week. A uh, can of fornication will be on before me. Peace.
15: Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss, a sense, of weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns. Don't be afraid of mistakes, emotions, mistakes. Love or to hate, I don't know what to do. We're all lost and confused. Just trying to get through in this world. Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes. But it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace. When I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake. When I'm risking it all no time to waste, fuck this red race, I'm leaving this place, it's time to blast off destination to space, with the sunset hung behind us, and the universe to blind us from the moon, we'll watch the whole. been free, unguided through the beautiful, the silent with the light show from a passing UFO lost in the glow of the unknown please don't go and I don't know how I got here home. Well, right from day one, I've been in this alone. With our stacks against us, and drowning in stress. They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left. An old man once told me, Ali, don't have a love back. Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death. This is a test, just a frequency check for intelligence. With the sunset hung behind us In the universe to blind us From the moon We'll watch the whole world
0: explode
15: Moving free, unguided Through the beautiful The silent with the light show from a passing wave
6: so much thanks first 52 is the bump diggity
2: are chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment why in the world are they spraying they want to create a storm in the southeast then they'll start engineering out over the north pacific that's where the trailes will be Find out why critics are calling Why in the World Are They Spraying? The most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement. Go to com for more information.
3: It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything
10: at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified, abiotic stress resistant seed.
2: Why in the World Are They Spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to whyintheworldaretheyspraying.com for more information.
11: It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing A way the Central Command Group can commoditize another form of our life.
2: Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet.
0: It's that simple.